Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. We're live and we've oh, got videos. Jesus, what has happened? I wish I'd known to grow some hair. <laughs> what are we doing with ourselves? <laughs> this is what happens when you've still got a little bit of spose money left after Christmas and we can buy technology. Pretty much, man. Yeah. So, hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich. And as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. Hello. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm a little bit more nervous than usual because of this video element we've got going on <laughs> yeah. and the live element. It could go horribly wrong. Uh, it could go really, really well. Yeah, if you're watching this, uh, please subscribe on YouTube. That'd be really, really lovely. We're going to set up notifications and stuff. I might even have the notifications live right now. Let me see. Did I? This is great. Mm. I mean, it doesn't even matter now. It's not great audio. It's it's great video. Oh, they, they'll mind. They're, all the people listen like on um, Apple or podcast apps or whatever you know go subscribe on youtube go watch us live occasionally like if it's not for you that's fair enough just the audio will always be there it's never going anywhere watch our slow transitions into thin young men anyway how are you doing yeah i'm very good thank you very much good, i good, good. Uh, have had an enjoyable week of watching some fun wrestling ahead of the pod <laughs> nice some interesting wrestling <laughs> to say the least yeah yeah so Go ahead. Yeah. Today we are doing NWA's TNA, or Total Nonstop Action, first ever pay-per-view, as you can probably tell by the title on YouTube. <laughs> so basically, um, this is shortly after WCW had folded. This is like the first big promotion with Jer Jerry Jarrett and Jeff Jarrett backing. Leading up to this, I've got a list of guys who they wanted to have booked, and then they pulled out at the last minute. So they were going to go for deals with Randy Savage, Sting, Scott Steiner, which we'll get to later, <laughs> Sid Vicious, and they all fell through, and they were left with Jeff Jarrett, Ken Shamrock, Scott Hall, and Brian Christopher. I say, my everlasting feeling from this pay-per-view after watching it for the last couple of days, like, it did take me a couple of days to get through this, even though it's 90 minutes, <laughs> was uh, the roster was not as good as I'd maybe want it to be. No, when I... When we said we'd do this, I thought to myself, I wonder if this is going to be like a precursor to what we're going to see with AEW. It's a brand new promotion. There's a bit of money behind it. They're going to sign some decent talent. Mm. Although by the sound of things, AEW <laughs> signed their talent <laughs> and uh, the Jarrett's hadn't signed their guys. Right, okay. Well, let's just get straight into it, shall we? Because I mean, yes, there are comparisons in the AEW's new promotion, but... I think their starting roster is going to be significantly better. I think their budget is going to be significantly better. <laughs> so as you said, this is the beginning of the, the weekly pay-per-views. I'm very aware we can't edit, so I'm stumbling over my words already. We're like <laughs> I mean, the weekly pay-per-view concept was a really yeah. good idea, I think, because obviously they're not going to get network TV. I never understood why it was a good idea. So I think it's just, so there's some exposure. It wasn't overly priced. It's for those who are clearly missing a WCW-based product, weren't fans for WWE, and they were trying to capitalize on that market. Yeah, I think it was... You a few dollars each time just to sign up for the weekly pay-per-view. It's not bad. And yeah. it's a good way to generate income. If you don't have a TV deal, at least they're getting money to pay their talent and obviously have pyro. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah, is yeah. nice. <laughs> Made a nice change for a wrestling show. So it's 19th of June, 2002. We're at the Von Braun, Von, Van Braun, Von Braun Civic Center? Von Braun Civic Center in Huntsville, Alabama. Alabama, goddamn boy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello to our American Hello, Americans. How you doing? Um, this is a 10,000 capacity arena. Right. Do you think it was full? Uh, I don't know. I didn't notice it being looking empty. Oh, it was it was rammed. Yeah, it I, looks very. I couldn't packed. find a number anywhere. No, me neither. This. But it was yeah, it was, it was busy. Yeah, it looked very good. very busy. Like cage match let us down on the attendance. Usually they're really really good. Yeah. It just wasn't there this time. <laughs> no, I was not... like, oh, I'm not looking anywhere else. <laughs> no, not even my friends at Wikipedia could help me. <laughs> so uh, we both watched this on YouTube, right? Yes. So it was an, a total of one hour and forty six minute. But but then we had. Uh, 
like a little bit on the beginning, lots of talking at the end, and there was advert breaks the way yeah. through this. Did the pay-per-view have advert breaks? Do we know? I'm not sure. To like be commercial honest, breaks of you. I think it might have done, because obviously they had a cutaway in some stages, then it cut straight back to the match. There was nothing in between. I know they've replaced yeah. a lot of their adverts for their WGN streaming service now. Okay. So I think that's a good thing to have for TNA, so we can have some kind of streaming service, like an OTT sort of platform. Right. Because something's got to help the product. Because the problem is, at the moment, TNA, the wrestling product, is really quite good. I've heard good things about it. I watched a little bit of it. It was okay. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, you know? the wrestling's good. Yeah, okay. The storytelling is still a little bit... Uh, right, a little bit okay. hokey. Yeah. I mean, LAX ran over a kid. Oh, nice. <laughs> As in might a very the, small kid? Or? Yeah, it might have been the OGs, mm. actually, who ran over the kid in their feud of LAX, but... <laughs> okay. you know. But anyway, we're back to all this time and the very, very beginnings of TNA. Uh, WC died in 2001. Uh, is this a good enough replacement for WCW? Because that feels like that's what they're going for. It looks and feels very WCW. Yeah, the, the way the arena's laid out, the beginning, the pyro, the TNA girls dancing in the cages, which we'll get to. Um, I think it was meant to be a replacement for WCW. Yeah, certainly how they pitched it. And in fairness, it's been around longer than WCW. It's been on TV longer than WCW. I guess it has now, hasn't it's it? It's had yeah. a you know yeah. a bigger run of longevity than WCW. Yeah, definitely nowhere near as successful or profitable. Yeah, obviously not back in two thousand two. But you know. yeah, <laughs> lesson learnt for all wrestling promotions: do not bring in Hulk Hogan <laughs> or Bischoff. <laughs> I listened to his podcast a lot recently, and I'm starting. I'm like six or seven episodes in. I'm starting to feel the bullshit. Yeah, like you know, the like first few you like convinced, like oh maybe he was in the right all the time, and then he says stuff like. Oh, but like I look at it from an audience perspective, and you're like, "Well, that's why your company doesn't exist anymore because yeah. you're just trying to get cheap pops and not do longevity." You know, his most recent one he was going about sold out nine to seven, which yeah. is the NWO pay per view when they turned up on the on the garbage trucks. Yeah, yeah. he's like, "Because no one else has done it before." There's a reason <laughs> why no one has turned up in garbage trucks before. Yeah, oh, fucking my a, word. So, um, what do you think about the name TNA? Well, this is this was a Russo thing. He said, to, "Is it purely Russo?" Because I, I feel that Jarrett always had that yes or no control. Yeah, this was uh, apparently the as you know, taking it from our good friend Conrad Thompson, rumor and innuendo goes. Okay, um, it was Russo talking to Jarrett, and he said we should call it Total Nonstop Action T and uh, TNA Total Nonstop Action. And Jarrett tits and ass, tits and ass. Yeah, well, I think because Russo originally said that again, you know, there'll be the lines between it's total nonstop action and people may see it as a an adult based product and it's sort of a, a little bit of a, a nudge, nudge, wink, wink to things. Yeah, yeah. Um, with the view that it could be a bit more of an adult product. But that's still coming out of when WWE was just tailing off out of the Attitude Era. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that was the right idea is to go for a more adult orientated sort of product, maybe. Yeah. Um, but signing but- Test and Albert, not an idea. <laughs> Did they sign? No. Oh, they, oh TNA, TNA. Sorry. sorry. I'll catch up eventually. I'm still just very aware that we're streaming and monitoring it out of the corner of my eye, making sure everything's working. Um, I will say quickly, uh, in regards to the stream, we're not going to monitor the chat today. We will in the future, and I can see there's some sort of chat stuff going on from a distance, but I've only got so much technology I can work with at this point. Yeah. Got my phone with my notes, got my iPad with my remote control for my OBS and stuff. So, And the screen's behind me. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to be rude and be like, you oh, can have geez, a look God. at yourself if you want, mate. You're right there. No, you're right. I've seen the massive bald spot on the back of my head if I turn around. Oh, dude. <laughs> so we get a kind of cheesy old school NWA video that kind of starts off and it cuts into an explosion in TNA. <laughs> well, I mean, start as you mean to go on. Yeah. And again, the the production quality of that entrance video, as you said, it's, it's classic NWA at the get-go just to yeah. show this is a new beginning. Just- We've got your belt. 
the, the cheesiness of like, oh, what will we do? Or we'll have an explosion, then our logo will pop through all the NWA stuff. It's like, it's, it's kind of like a lack of respect for the NWA already, and they've only just started. Yeah, and we'll see this continue throughout early stage of TNA till they broke away with their own titles. And Absolutely. Everything. I thought having the NWA strap there was a really, really good idea. Yeah, they've got prestige straight away. Um, old school wrestling fans have been case of, oh, the NWA's on television again. Yeah. And that's yeah. why they kept on really heavily posting, pushing it on um, commentary. It, the NWA TNA. Yeah. It, immediately, there's something to chase for that means something. It's yeah. not just a bit of gold with a bit of leather behind it. You know, it's natural. It has yeah. history. It's a heritage longevity. Heritage Harley Race, etc. Exactly. Even in leading into WCW's heritage and stuff as well, because obviously the NWA became WCW, yeah. blah, 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 Ted Turner, etc., etc. So we get a fuck ton of pyro <laughs> as we cut into the arena. <laughs> My God, there was loads. And as yeah, I started yeah. watching this, I thought... I think this could potentially be a very good show. Other than the like the explosion. <laughs> Little like, did you know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Borash uh, introduces Don West. Uh, God damn it. He's wearing a Hawaiian shirt with a beautiful mullet out the back. West introduces Ed Ferrara as he walks down the ramp. They walk down the ramp introducing each other. It's a bit weird. So uh, my immediate thoughts are, what the fuck is that? As <laughs> Ed Ferrara <laughs> walks down the ramp. To think he was the number two to Russo. He's partly <laughs> responsible for the Attitude Era. I mean, I hated him from the stuff, the impression of JR and all this sort of bollocks. Oh, with a, ah, oh, by God, he's an offensive lineman from Tijuana State. But like, mocking a dude for an affliction that he has nothing, yeah. no control over, whatever. like, that's fucked up in the first place but then he comes out looking like this he's got dreads he's got a massive leather trench coat on leather trousers like shiny leather trousers a gold chain sunglasses indoors what a cunt <laughs> <laughs> both ears are pierced with hooped earrings and what the fuck is this shirt it's like a peach and pink kind of like furry 90s porn star sort of number like, it's definitely a man who's trying to be something and he's just a prick. Mega douche is what I've written. Mega douche. <laughs> I think it suits him down to the ground. Yeah, there's nothing from, even from the get-go of the show, from what I've seen in the past of him in WCW, yeah. there is no redeeming good points I've ever seen with Ed Ferrara. What has happened to him since? Do we know? Do you have no, any I idea? I think shoot interviews. Because I don't, as soon as he's like off screen for TNA, I, I never heard of the guy ever again. No. Because no. he's, he's Russo's writing partner, right? Yes. Yeah. So I don't know if he's involved in Russo's mm. like, podcasts and like web projects. <laughs> That's where they fall down to, doing podcasts. What idiots. Same <laughs> level as us. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Ferrara introduces Mike Tanay. And so this is our three-person commentary booth for the night. You haven't got to the good part of, yeah, we've insulted Ed Ferrara, Jeremy Borash's beautiful bleached tips. I, I mean, you're a step ahead of me. Oh, it's, okay. it's all right. <laughs> so Tanay is in a tux and already at ringside. And thank God someone has some sort of you know, respect for the business. I Thank guess. God Mike Tanay is here. <laughs> so Tanay runs down the card and the rules for tonight's gauntlet, as he refers to it as. Uh, he basically describes it as a battle royal where the last two people have a regular match. It's not a gauntlet then. Yeah. Gaunt <laughs> gauntlet for the gold. Yeah. I don't know, the commentators just feel so awkward to me. Yeah, there's no chemistry at all. It's And I think you've seen a lot of Mike Tanay trying to get other guys involved in, in Don West and Ed Ferrara involved yeah. in things. And they just don't have a clue what's going on. Hmm. Don West, wasn't he like some guy who was on shopping channels? Uh, I believe so, yeah. yeah. I've seen clips of him on shopping channels for sure. And He doesn't and seem to have a fucking clue what he's doing here. No. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that later with Electra. <laughs> 
fucking hear me. So, frosted tips. Jeremy Borash <laughs> is in the ring and introduces the NWA legends. Uh, Borash looks fucking amazing. Looks oh. like, this is 2002, we said, right? Yeah. He's early 90s still, like with the frosted tips and the kind of light blue and stuff. I guarantee behind the scenes, he's wearing like really baggy skater jeans as well, <laughs> <laughs> which drag in puddles. A big like chain and yeah. chain out of his pocket and like, you know, oh, that's me from <laughs> that time period. <laughs> So the NWA legends come out and kind of start some sort of like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like an homage to the NWA, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So we get Harley Race, respected veteran, Dory Funk Jr. Excellent. Great, great, great. (laughs) The fabulous one, Jackie Fargo, who I absolutely adore. Never seen him wrestle ever in my life. Have you ever seen a Jackie Fargo match? Nope. Only, only his feud with other people. <laughs> feud with Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Food? Feud with Jeff Jarrett. Uh, we need to watch some Jackie Fargo because he really entertained me on this. We will find like an old NWA pay-per-view of him on it. Absolutely. We'll it. Yeah, definitely. There's plenty to choose from yeah. as well, from what I understand. So Ferrara shits on the Wrestling Observer as these guys are being introduced. And you're like, shut the fuck up. Like, we've yeah. got these guys coming down to ringside. Just shut up, please. Yeah. Like, it's instantly pissing me off. So, Bullet Bob Armstrong. Fair yep. enough. You know, had a decent career. Corsica Joe? No idea. With Sarah Lee? Who was later referred to as a bloke. Oh, really? <laughs> These men. Oh, <laughs> okay. I see what you're saying. I don't know who that is. Uh, Bill Behrens, uh, new dude who's not a wrestler. He, sorry, NWA dude, not new dude. I've written new here. We're live. Hey, no fucking this up. Hey. So NWA dude, uh, he's kind of like a representative of the NWA, isn't he? Yeah. And then he was a lot of backstage for TNA from its sort of oh, really? incarnation okay. all the way through to, I think, when Panda sold out. Okay, cool, cool. Fair enough. Uh, Ricky, not the dragon, because I can't say that, I don't think, because of copyright. <laughs> Steamboat. Uh, Borash just calls him Ricky Steamboat. So yeah. Um, Harley Race Steamboat. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic people to have. And notice yeah, they it's own- not a bad lineup. They give the microphone to probably the only one or two or three who can actually still cut a decent promo. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get them. So um, I don't know about you, but I'm already starting to tune out the commentary because they're just talking over every one of these introductions and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake, just shut up. Please leave me alone. (laughs) It drove me insane, to be fair. So Steamboat cuts a promo on the NWA legacy. Uh, the championship, This championship means more to him than any other championship he's held in his life and all these gents in the ring feel the same way. Do you think that's true? All these gents. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. Um, it's not like Sarah Lee held the chat strap, so... The chap. <laughs> unless, uh, careful. <laughs> Freudian slip. Unless she was like some kind of conquistador. Yeah, she could have been. Bastard, um, maybe. I think the NWA has more steeped heritage for the older generation of wrestling based on where it came from. Yeah. So people like Harley Race and people like Ricky Steamboat holding that belt and Ric Flair holding that belt it probably means a lot more to them and then saying it's the belt everyone wants to win. It was 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Now everyone wants to win the WWE wow. title. Doesn't feel like 20 years ago, does it? Well, no, for them it was 20 years ago. So like, uh, I mean, this show is like more than 20 years for us. This was 2002, oh, so 16, 16 17 years. years. My math is great. But I would say, <laughs> but I would say so back in the 1980s, people yeah. want to hold the NWA title. They mm-hmm. want the NWA strap. Yeah. They wouldn't want Hogan's belt until Hulkamania kicked in. Yeah, for sure. So I understand why he says it, but obviously he wants to get over every promotion, says this is the best belt. Yeah, he's just putting it over. Win. He's yeah. working really, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So um, this is the first time we hear this gauntlet for the gold thing because they, they, they don't really know how to pitch this because <laughs> it's like it's a rumble, it's a gauntlet, there's a match at the end, it's the gauntlet for the gold. Like the branding's not really on point quite yet. No, again, I don't know in, who, in creative who did this, but I guess they want to try and get as many names on the first pay-per-view to, for, so people could go, oh, so-and-so's in this promotion. Oh, I'll watch that next week. Yeah, yeah. So by getting 20 guys on a card all vying for their top title... 
It's a good idea. Execution, mm, we'll get to. I don't know about good idea. Battle Royal on your first pay-per-view for the belt with a weird match at the end. It's very Russo. But a live audience loves a Battle Royal. Yeah. I think a Battle Royal in person is always better than a Battle Royal on TV. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Steamboat announces himself as the special ref for the main event of the evening. And at some stage, someone should lean over like some people have seen on the indies and go... Has he got permission to do that? <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> Literally that. <laughs> so uh, Jarrett interrupts um, Steamboat to talk trash. Uh, he's got a lovely pink striped kind of shirt, again, kind of matching with uh, Ferrara down at yeah. ringside. <laughs> also wearing sunglasses indoors. But he's a wrestler, so he can get away with it. Two I think. for one deal. <laughs> exactly. He, uh, Jarrett immediately calls this gauntlet match the biggest load of crap he's ever heard. <laughs> like, didn't you book this shit? I like the fact that it's just throughout the whole show, everyone was like, this shouldn't be defended in a, in a battle royal. <laughs> Get there. So Fargo interrupts him and immediately tells him, you kiss my ass. <laughs> Using a microphone going <laughs> away from the microphone and into the microphone. But to say he, he doesn't know any sort of mic technique at all. Like no. Considering he's a guy that seems to cut promos quite a lot, especially like the longevity he's had in the industry. The fact he doesn't know to hold a microphone up to his face as he's talking. Still real to him, like, damn it. He's come so on, Fargo, enraged. you can defend this. <laughs> Maybe he's just used to like not having a microphone just screaming screaming audiences <laughs> i don't know um he does lots of southern rambling i can't really understand what he's saying the microphone's barely picking it up yeah. it's, it's it's entertaining because the way he's doing it but i'd love to hear what he's saying yeah he's clear he, at least he's showing passion it yeah. means it's, it means so much to him and just like you were saying before fargo makes a double j i'm just gonna call him double j fuck it the number one contender in the gauntlet match tonight i'm like what the fuck can he do that joey <laughs> like <laughs> it's still out <laughs> weird so ken shamrock comes out of the other side of the entrance ramp what i love the heel and face ramps i was gonna say cause they've it. got two that come out kind of at an angle off from each other that form into one ramp down the yeah. center so it's a pretty clever idea i love uh, that was one of the original things from tna which yeah. is really good i remember once when monty brown bounce love the dude. um came out of the face ramp and it was like Oh, he's a goodie now. Because <laughs> they used to have the two ramps that faced each other, didn't they? Yeah. I always thought that was a clever yeah, idea. Really you know? smart. I mean, they did it at the Invasion pay-per-view for WWE when they did WCW versus WWE. They did came they? out of different sides. Oh, I don't remember that. To suggest they come from different locker rooms. On the on the V of Invasion, I think WCW uh, came from the left-hand side, WWE came from the right. Oh, that's a nice touch. Yeah, really, really lovely. So Shamrock's out and he says, Jeff, you're right about how this NWA title <laughs> match is played out. <laughs> it sucks. And you're like... For fuck's sake, lads, I'm meant to be putting this over. Like, is what it is. So Scott Hall out next, and he looks absolutely wankered. He does not look happy or healthy in any no. way, shape, or form right now. Because this would be after he's been booted from WWE for the second time after the NWO run. Oh, it was after that, was it? Yeah, because it would have been, let's work it out, 2000 was 16, 17 was, the, you know, yeah, so it would have been just after it, because this was after he would have fought Austin at Mania 18. Right, okay. And then a few months later, he would have been released, and then he turns up here. As, as fucked up as he looks, the second he goes, hey, yo, vroom, coolest dude on the fucking planet. Yeah. Everyone pops, like, I'm sitting there going, oh, you're so cool. He takes, like, just long enough to go, hey, yo. <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's so cool. I, I just don't know. I love Scott Hall so much. I'm so happy he's got healthy, man. Yeah, DDP has saved that man's life. And that, you know, if any reason to be in a Hall of Fame, saving Scott Hall's life, because you see sometimes that Scott Hall's down at the performance center. Yeah. And just some of the stuff he tells to like the, the trainees is like, that's invaluable. Absolutely, man. And just the fact if Scott Hall's told you to do something, better flipping do it. Yeah, fucking right, man. You <laughs> think as much. 
Um, so Scott Hall says, I agree with you about this battle royale for the belt. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't put over the gimmick name of the gauntlet either. None of them do. It's the gauntlet for the gold. Come on, lads. Let's put it Every- over. Everyone's too embarrassed to worry about <laughs> it. So Jeff tells everyone to stick it and the segment is done. It, it does what it needs to. They should have put it over, but is what it is. Yeah, but it sets up their main event. Everyone's disgruntled, but they're going to go through it for the title everyone wants to win. I'm having a good laugh. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was still enjoying myself at this point. So um, a prostitute interviews a midget. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you leave, you leave Psycho Dwarf alone. He's no prostitute. <laughs> so Goldilocks, as she's named here, is literally wearing a top that shows most of her tits. Yeah. And looks um, disheveled. Think is a nice way of putting it. I would, you know, if you like, you see some like TV shows of someone. Am who, I going to regret saying that? <laughs> well, no, but I think the character she seemed to look like. You know, sometimes you've got like crack whores who just kick around places. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I know we have crack whores, <laughs> not here in the studio. But the yeah. girl, she just looked disheveled. She basically looked like she'd had her last needle, run out of her last bit of money and was willing yeah, to, yeah. to quote the Bloodhound gang, uh, do something for blow. <laughs> <laughs> so she's interviewing, well, I say interviewing, uh, Puppet the Psycho Dwarf and he's got something he'd like to say! As she puts, she literally screams this down. It's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> uh, basically, he, he talks some stuff and just, uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh, <laughs> what's the first fucking backstage promo we've got? Yeah. Oh, it's so weird. Uh, we're going to start the show with midgets, is what he says. Um, and a while Jeff Jarrett appears behind him and kicks some chairs and stuff because he's frustrated from the segment before, blatantly all pre-taped because he looks kind of different. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed. On the plus <laughs> point, though, we always complain in wrestling that people don't interlink storylines. Well, they've just done it right. <laughs> <laughs> fair point, fair point. So um, we cut back to the arena and a whore is dancing in a cage. Um, <laughs> here come the midgets we were promised. And out come AJ Styles, Loki <laughs> and Jerry Lynn. <laughs> Like literally in the promo before they're going, oh, we're gonna start with the midgets. And AJ Styles walks out and I'm like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, guys, come on. And this is the reason why it took ten years for Vince McMahon to sign him, because he was like, Goddamn midgets. Like vanilla midgets, mate, everywhere. <laughs> so the match is AJ Styles, Loki, and Jerry Lynn. Fucking awesome Great these three team. guys. Great team. Versus the flying Elvises of Jimmy Yang. Jorge Estrada, I'm going to say, rather than George Estrada. Yeah, Jorge. And Sonny Siaki. So, let's just let's get, let me get through it. <laughs> so, the title graphic reads, The Flying Elvis Impersonators. <laughs> so they've not even matched that. And you're like, good job, lads. Oh. Um, I, I can't help but think the presentation is very WCW at this point, right? So, it's a smallish ring with thick kind of cabled ropes rather than rope ropes like WWE would have. Uh, hard cams on the wrong side. To the WCW yeah. side, not the WF side. Uh, I know WCW used to switch it, but you know what I'm saying. Um, smoky Southern sort of arena. The camera work looks very Turner broadcasting to me. You know, it's it's basically Jarrett's taken the crew with him. It feels like they took the Turner broadcasting crew and just went, just just do what you did for WCW. Yeah, yeah. Where did they get this ring as well? It looks, I don't know. I mean, WWE bought all the WCW rings, so they definitely got this one somewhere else. <laughs> to something for their money, <laughs> yeah, didn't they? exactly. Apart from the tape library. And tape like, library in the rings is what they got. Bagwell's contract, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Worth every penny for that half an hour in appearance yeah. on Raw. Describe the, uh, the Flying Elvises for me. Right, the Flying Elvises um, are three very talented wrestlers dressed 
in uh, matching Elvis white onesie jumpsuits. I would say two very talented wrestlers. Hey, you leave Jimmy Wang Yang out of this. <laughs> no, Jimmy Yang's fine. It's the other dude that almost kills a couple of my favorite wrestlers oh, in this match. What, 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 like, yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not a big fan. So it's lots of high spot flying indie no-sell wrestling, basically to start with. They've blatantly been told, go out there and do video game shit. Yeah, and they did. Yeah. I and and Loki was there looking really disinterested <laughs> the whole bloody match. Did any of them look interested? AJ looked interested. <laughs> um, I'm a have to stab him by. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he just feels comfortable here more than anything. I don't know. Yeah. So Don West's mic is peaking more than when I talk about Okada. <laughs> uh, the Elvis lads kind of do Elvis impressions right up to the point where they hit the ring and they start resting and they just go straight into their normal gimmicks even though they're wearing Elvis gear. They based it on the whole like the Festus, the bell rings. No. Oh, no, no. just forget Ding. about the Elvis oh, gimmick right, completely. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Apart from Jimmy Yang. Jimmy Yang does quite a lot of Elvis stuff. Yeah, but he basically carried on doing that for his whole career. Uh, kind of, because he came out of the the WCW gimmick he was having, like the generic Asian ninja sort yeah. of gimmick stuff they had. And he's still doing some of the spots, but it looks like Elvis karate. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Which works. <laughs> Bullshit, basically. Yeah. That's what we're yeah. at. <laughs> we live. Yeah, this is where like the people who listen or watch the pod will realize how bad my science is now. I broke my nose six times, <laughs> yeah. and more and more like the talk of like bah, 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 bah. they'll also realize by some of the dross that's left in here how much time we spent <laughs> editing the previous podcast. <laughs> ah, fuck it. So, um, Estrada almost murders Loki with a neck breaker. Like he times it completely wrong and falls way after Loki's bumped. This was indie wrestling in 2002 you had those guys who had been booted down from the big promotion who couldn't get a job who were working there for a payday yeah. and you had the guys who maybe went to one training school trained by some guy who took a couple of thousand dollars off them and said I'll teach you to run the ropes kid yeah this is a neck breaker bang there you go you can do it do it on Loki now yeah and of all the people to do it on he's he's going to be happy about it isn't he yeah because he immediately stands up and stiffs the fuck out of him afterwards <laughs> yeah. I was like I was really happy to see he was like okay and alive still because I did seriously worry for a while but he beat the tar out of him afterwards didn't he do you remember when Conan and Raven did the powerbomb neck breaker combo yeah. and missed the guy and like dropped his they, they timed it completely wrong yeah yeah, just really reminiscent of this and how horrible that was. If you've seen either of those spots, you know what was going on, you know. <sighs> horrible. So I thought all six guys in this match were pretty stiff and pretty dangerous, to be fair. Yeah, there was... Basically, we've been booked. We've like been thrown saying. together for the last minute. Yeah, yeah. Go and do your stuff. Yeah, it didn't feel like much was planned. Apart from the Elvises all having the same sort of Elvis gimmick, which I'm pretty sure they were given on the day. Yeah. It didn't feel like this was something they'd done before. <laughs> Some were more comfortable... <laughs> Jimmy Yang than exactly. others Sonny Siaki who just looked really unimpressed yeah so the finish of this match comes and has the greatest moment I'm maybe ever so referee Slick is it Slick Johnson the bull yeah. guy is in the ring <laughs> fucking I have to get through this and takes a huge dive off of barely being touched by Loki who's bumping kind of next to him he literally we've got video so I could do this now he goes <laughs> as he dives out of the ring it's fucking hilarious I couldn't at this cell like I know ref bumps are meant to be exaggerated and silly and stuff but referee sorry um, Loki basically bumps against his knee maybe yep. and he literally dives to the side the opposite direction <laughs> so like fucking hell mate trying to get himself over much you know well they probably did like a Paul Heyman style thing at the start of the show this is your chance to make yourself a star kid and Slick Johnson he took that to heart yeah. that's for sure fucking hell this is so funny man 
So Jimmy Yang, uh, his Yang time to AJ Styles, which is like a spinny moonsault thing or corkscrew. Cork yeah, yeah, that's a better way of putting it. For the one, two, three, and your winners are the Flying Elvises in the first ever TNA match. Three dudes dressed as Elvis won their match. And at that stage, I thought to myself, oh no, it's going to go downhill from here, isn't it? Yeah, this didn't fill me full of confidence for what the rest of this show was going to have. At this stage, I was surprised that Spike ever touched this product in the future. Yeah, very, very true. So Jimmy Yang dances a bit like Elvis at the end. At least he gives a shit about the gimmick and stuff. You know, the other two just don't seem to care at all. They're just literally wandering around now. They're just, it's like yeah. they've forgotten the Elvis stuff completely. Sonny Siaki is very good. Okay. I'm surprised that he never got a shot elsewhere. I don't know... I barely remember any of his work. I don't know if he ever went down to OVW or okay. got signed for developmental in the early stages, but his work got better. As, as time went on, and I thought he could have been something quite useful on a roster. He'd never be a big, big name, big top star. Yeah. But I always thought as a worker, he'd be like mid-card, good elevation talent. Yeah. So, I mean, low-key AJ stars Jerry Lynn. Yeah, there's a trios tag team. Even now, that'd be pretty good, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> exactly. I mean, what has AJ Styles ever done, you know? Yeah, exactly. He can never make it in the big leagues. <laughs> to see him here in black trunks with his slick back hair and, you know, young boy, basically. But it does go to show how long it does take to get to the top of their game. Because I don't think... Not for everyone, but for some people. No, but for those who need longevity... Yeah. AJ, had he gone straight there to WWE, would have never been the level he's in now. The fact he went off, did all the stuff in TNA, went off to New Japan, ran Bullet Bullet Club. Yeah. Had he not done those steps and he just signed a developmental deal, he would have just been a nobody who would have appeared on that the reality version of NXT. In his case, for for certain, yeah. yeah. Like for example, like Braun Strowman or something should never have to wait. He should just instantly be a star, you yeah, because he has the capability, the size, the look, everything. But a guy like AJ, like it seems to have taken him quite a lot of time to get to where he is yeah, now, and uh, he's one of the very, very best. Hands down, same thing with Dragon. Yeah, it took Dragon a long time to get there, and also to be at the level he needs to be. Give him a microphone, give him trust. But yeah, yeah Jerry Lynn. I think Jerry Lynn's overhyped. I think he's very good. Oh, don't you disrespect Jerry Lynn in front of me. No! <laughs> well, I, I think Jerry Lynn's good, but he struggles if he needs a story. I think bell to bell, he's really, really good. Yeah. I, I've never really enjoyed his matches either, to be totally honest. But it's Jerry Lynn, so he gives a fuck. He's well, ex- awesome. exactly that. His, his feud of RVD is what made, has made him money. I, I, I never got it. I've watched those matches a few times. I'm like, that's yeah, all right. It's not great. Yeah. It's good. It's solid. And for the time in ECW and stuff, yeah, like really interesting. But, but there's there's other really good matches as well. Hey, don't run, knock his light heavyweight title run against, <laughs> I know, probably S.A. Brios. <laughs> I don't remember. So we cut back to more old ladies kind of dancing in their cages. <laughs> um, are these women being held hostage by Jeff Jarrett? Yeah, they're going to be like Judy Bagwell on a pole later in the night. Okay. So Borash back in the ring and says, the following contest is... And with disdain in his voice, a midget match. Yeah. So we've got Elvis is in our first match. Midgets in the second match. Started an opening fucking promo package. Spliced in with hookers. This is, yeah, literally. This is everything I dislike about pro wrestling. All in one tight little TNA package. So, (laughs) jump straight into the mid. Hang on, where where was Goldilocks? (laughs) Well, yeah, that too. (laughs) So our midget match is Hollywood versus T.O. Where the fuck's this psycho lad who did the promo earlier? Isn't he meant to be... Why, why did he do a promo? He's probably injured. He's not even in the fucking match. <laughs> What's <laughs> the point? He's probably injured. Fuck's sake. So stupid. Uh, blatantly, I, I've watched... Uh, right, so... 
I think it was MTV. It might have been Bravo or something. Is this the micro championship wrestling? There you go. There we go. Do you remember where it was or how it was or whatever? No, I all I know is I think Hogan had something to do with it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> like the celebrity championship wrestling yeah. with uh, Rodman De- Dennis and Rodman and yeah, yeah. Which is definitely worth <sighs> a watch now. It really hasn't aged brilliantly, I which watched, is why it's um, so good to watch it. You know, Wrestling With Regret on yes. YouTube? I watched his um, review of it the other day. I was like, oh, I, I watched all of this. <laughs> I don't know why I watched the whole series. When they jumped off the giant crash mat. So I jumped off the crane into the giant crash mat. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's brave. Yeah. Go on, Screech. So, um, <laughs> as a sidebar, isn't Screech in prison now for the attempted murder? I don't know. Is he? Ooh. Probably. Let us know in the comments. Allegedly. <laughs> So um, early botched head scissors. Uh-oh, here we go. This is not going to be great between the two lads. Um, one lad uh, just humped the other in the lad in the face. Yep. It puts him in the corner and just starts humping his face. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Mishinoku Driver! <laughs> Probably shouldn't have screamed that. Mishinoku Driver and one by one of these lads. Uh, by one of these lads. <laughs> Little person racist. <laughs> racist it's not my fault they didn't introduce them or tell me which one's which they did no they fucking didn't so frog splash off the top by one of these lads gets the two full T.O. is the one with the headband finally TNA um, Mike Tanay on commentary names one of them Mike Tanay so like, you know what I mean uh, Mike Tanay uh, says this one's T.O. and I'm like oh okay cool there we go at least I know what's happening didn't you now. see the other guy with like the bleached moustache being Hollywood <laughs> I didn't Hogan. even. Oh, that was a Hogan reference. That went. That fell flat. Oh, sorry. Really glad we can't cut this from the fucking pod now. <laughs> like, I was barely paying attention to this already. I was. I was. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I got to this point. I was like, I'm going to start drinking. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in this pod. I was... That's what Scott Hall did as well. <laughs> Fuck's sake. He was already drinking before the show, mate. <laughs> so Ed Ferrara is a cunt. Fuck this arsehole. He's just constantly making little person jokes and. He's just a disgusting human up. being. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Absolute walking, talking piece of shit. Uh, there's a twisty sent on off the top by T.O. for the one, two, three. And your winner of the match is T.O. Um, oh, fuck Did, you. I love the fact that T.O. missed the swanton as well. Did he? he didn't even connect. Shows how much I was paying attention. <laughs> um, the thing that uh, I suddenly I was massively offended by, and I think this was TNA doing it without, I don't think it's T.O.'s music. It's the comedy clown music they oh, play once he wins. Really? I don't know if you caught this. But it's, like, like, it's almost... <laughs> da, 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 as this dude's celebrating his win, and I'm like, oh, Maybe they're really sake. hoping they can sign Doink after Savage. And Mate, s- that would be a nice break from this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think of the match? Why am I even asking you? Waste, <laughs> waste of three minutes of in-ring time. Waste of a lot of my time. There we go. So more whores dancing. Um, <laughs> do you think I can help them out? Do you think we can like free them or give them a hot meal maybe? <laughs> maybe there's like a, some kind of Twitter poll now where do we release them? Vote now on the voting buttons. Oh, fuck's sake. Release them into the wild. Um, I get suddenly concerned because Ed Ferrara and Don West are in the ring together. And I'm like, oh, can I take this? <laughs> This is the point I stopped to watch it the next day. Oh, really? I'd already done two matches. I got through this. <laughs> Man, outrageous. So they announced a lingerie battle royal. Of course they flipping did. Don West is literally screaming these introductions and he brings out, hold tight, let me get through this because it's quite complicated, okay? 
Francine, who looks very uncomfortable when she comes out, but she's because she's in heels and she's trying to come down the banked ramp. She once she gets beyond that banked bit, she's fine. She's her normal kind of queen of extreme self. Uh, Miss Joni, but then the camera cuts to Daffers or Daphne is yeah. And then I think it's t- Don West goes. You knew her in ECW as Daphne. Cut to who I assume is Miss Joni on the cameras. <laughs> I mean WCW is Daphne. Cut back to Daphne and her name is <laughs> fuck's sake. Awful. What are they doing? Uh, the camera cuts to a woman in a. a, 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 a I'll say that again. The camera cuts to a woman in a shiny silver top and a tiny skirt. <laughs> and one of the other guys, I can't remember who said what. Okay, but the introduced is the most talented wrestler on the indie circuit, Alexis Lurie, as the camera pans across from the girl in the shiny thing to show Mickey James, who's obviously yep. known as Alexis Lurie at this point. Then Sadka, whoever this is, comes out. A woman in a shiny skirt and small skirt walks to the ring. I'm assuming that's Sadka. Yeah, I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, for this purpose, yes, that was. Good job, TNA. Really planned this one well. Erin <laughs> comes out. Another ECW superstar, Electra, comes out, as she's announced as. Miss Taylor Vaughan, whoever that is. Teresa DeLua. Um, I, I just can't think. I've written down at this point. I've had enough of Don West. I can barely understand his screaming bullshit. And the final one was Teresa Tyler. Who's that? The last bird who came out. Oh, okay. Cool. That's that's really dated things. <laughs> that bird who came out. I apologize <laughs> to any of our females watching and listeners. About to say, you can't count that now. So Francine grabs the microphone with all the women in the ring and just kind of rips on everyone. Uh, they talk. There's a cat fight. A top gets torn open. Um, let's just move on. Don West we? gets a boner. Yeah. <laughs> Don West cannot hide his childish glee at the fact that he's in a ring with other women. He's like, oh, there's women in the ring. <laughs> Only fairness, 90% of wrestling fans do that. <laughs> I love you, Becky Lynch. I want to see your tits. Um, I don't know about that, but anyway. <laughs> I just hate Don West. Um, so we cut backstage again to uh, Goldilocks. I'm going to call her by a name this time. Backstage with Mortimer Plumtree. What a pleasant name that oh, is. Oh, well. One would assume that a man with a cricket bat would be British. Yeah. Oh, no. No, no he's not. It, it's a British public school boy gimmick, but he's a yank. Yeah. And Jeff Jarrett's mate. Couldn't even try and fake the accent or make it a no. little bit posh or something. No, no, excellent, cool. So uh, I have no idea what he's going on about for most of this promo. It's pretty terrible. Um, he names his tag team is apparently the Johnsons. Yep. You're like, oh. <laughs> they used to be his tormentors at school, but now he's in charge. Is that what he was going on about? Yeah. Okay, cool, awesome. So Ferreira goes immediately, as soon as this promo ends, now time for a couple of Johnsons. Fuck's sake, mate. Basically, this whole entire match was wang joke after wang oh, joke. It is. And it's, Jimmy wasn't anywhere near it. <laughs> <laughs> so the next match is James Storm and Psychosis, or Psychosis, however you're going to pronounce it, versus the Johnsons of Richard Johnson, Dick Johnson, and Rod Johnson. <laughs> I like jokes. <laughs> Do you know who these two are? Under, uh, uh, I wrote it down. But un- like, under, the, uh, under the condom outfits they're wearing. Um, who are they? They are the Shane Twins, okay. who wrestle a lot in the indies, but they were also in WWE as Jim and I when yeah. they wrestled under uh, Simon Dean. Don't remember. Nope. Nope. Cool. Were they any good? Nope. They look like roid monkeys. They look like giant condoms. <laughs> <laughs> so, what the fuck are the Johnsons wearing? <laughs> They're skin-coloured, kind of like bodysuits, like including a mask that shows... Like, what? 
Like it's a full head gift. Whoever booked them and basically said, you know what, lies? do you want to be the Elvises or do you want to be the walking penises? And luckily, Jimmy Yang was like, we'll be the Elvises. We'll be the Elvises right now. Why? Why is... What were they thinking? Ed Ferrara. <laughs> it's just Ed Ferrara going, what we'll do is we'll get two skin-coloured bodysuits. They'll look like giant penises. Even though they're roided out beyond belief. I... Like they're proper roid bellies going on, but giant upper torsos. You yeah, know, like... they are huge, huge boys yeah, through yeah. no natural, allegedly, um, means. So, but all their skin is covered, so the crown prince will be happy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Had to get one in. <laughs> hey, buddy. So, I James... know you listen. <laughs> so, James Thorne comes to the ring, whips out his pistols, and shoots them. This is awesome. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. He's like literally going, poo, poo, and reloads them, and poo, poo. Like, why doesn't he do this anymore? Basically, he's seen The Simpsons and he's been like, I know who I want to be because the character in The Simpsons, like the Texan oil baron who oh, makes right, yeah, his yeah. guns. Exactly. But like, this is a really fun, silly, lovely gimmick. Like, I'm well into this. Why did he drop it? I guess he can't really bring firearms into an arena. <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> difficult to travel with to certain states. Just to clarify, he was firing blanks. <laughs> like, what, the Johnsons? Careful now. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> So with all this effort that James Storm's put into his gear, Psychosis has red leopard print fairy tights. Oh, they're outstanding. They're absolutely gorgeous, but what the fuck is this tag team? I'd wear those tights at home. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, wear th- I'd wear them now if I had a pair. So during the match, a pretty lady in a power suit comes down to ringside, who the commentators put over is Alicia. And then Slick Johnson, the referee, is overacting I guess is the only way I can say it. he's acknowledging the girl keeps waving her off to go to the back and stuff or it's actually a shoot he knows her and he knows her it's like his bitch is what <laughs> <laughs> we're live hello his wife or his girlfriend or the woman he's seeing or has come down to ringside to do you know who this blonde lady like, was get out of TNA get out was was it Ryan Shamrock it was Ryan Shamrock it was Ryan yeah. Shamrock I thought it might have been I wasn't sure I didn't look it up yeah um, yeah. So um, that was actually her getting her payday, her appearance money. <laughs> <laughs> the bit that again, Ferrara, as this as Ryan Shamrock walks out, he goes, "That is stunning." They're like, "No, mate, she is stunning." Okay, or that person is stunning, but Ferrara <laughs> is an inanimate object. In that, are you sure he wasn't referring to something in Ring with the Johnsons? He fucking wasn't. He's a piece <laughs> of shit. I just want the camera to go a little lower on her. This twat can go do one, seriously. Like I'd really not want to talk about it for her anymore. Mate, this. nearly all my notes are just about it for her. So it won't be done then. <laughs> <laughs> Today, just compare James Storm and Ricky Steamboat. Well, he's got to try and get people over somehow, hasn't he? <laughs> James Storm, Ricky Steamboat. James Storm did an arm drag. <laughs> all he's got again there's endless johnson jokes throughout this match uh, the camera cuts to alicia and a fan pulls a funny face behind her don't you call yeah you literally go 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 go, go. <laughs> like behind her the whole time it's <laughs> fucking hilarious <laughs> this got the biggest pop out of me uh, the whole night i think but uh plum tree grabs storm's foot from the outside distracts him tko by one of the johnsons for the one two three uh Thank and the johnsons God, win over uh, it's crap really trash match and I don't care anything nothing happened in the ring that I can even remember just or had any significance any sort of storyline just wrestling crap, for wrestling's sake like every other fucking match on this show so far they basically as they've they put their entire load into the main event 
they put it into the NWA belt. They don't care about <laughs> delivering anything else storyline-wise. So, <laughs> <laughs> so referee Slick Johnson gives the pretty lady who's come down to ringside, Ryan Shamrock, a wad of cash. As a payday? Said, booking yeah. fee. All right, because okay. Awesome. Similar to Ken Shamrock, everyone's really struggles if he turns up and doesn't make shows and takes <laughs> the money anyway. So early promoters started by saying, we'll give you the money at ringside once you've done your bit. At ringside still. Yeah, exactly. Fucking up. <laughs> Again, another amazing moment happens is Ryan Shamrock walks to the back. A, a young fan who must be like 14 goes like this, pretending to slap her ass <laughs> on the way out. And I'm Jesus. like, oh, you little legend. Uh, I like the fact that Ed Ferrara, you're a dick, you're a dick, but 14 year old boy trying to get some. It's like, well done, kid. Ed Ferrara knows better. 14 year old kid should, should. Know better. Nah, fuck it. He's having a good time. He didn't actually slap her. Yeah. He's just literally, as she's walking past, you're like, <laughs> the camera's going like, ah, oh, you fucking little bitch. That's well funny. He's made himself a TV star. Oh, yeah. And Brian Sherrill, well, she had a great career in wrestling. Let's move on. Because <laughs> <laughs> it can't get any worse. Oh, wait. <laughs> yes, it does. Is this the moment we talk about the man's need for an incest storyline in oh. the like, late, early 2000s, like early 90s? Late 90s, sorry. Possibly, or or then we'll tag it on to the fact he still tried to get over when Stephanie was pregnant and said, maybe it'll be mine. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's not creepy at all, is it? Oh, God. So Goldilocks is backstage and bumps into the cast of Deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, oh, the Dups. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, the Dups. Uh, they introduce a girl backstage who I know is a Southern girl because she's got pigtails and is wearing Daisy Dukes and a check shirt. So thanks, Jeff Jarrett, for the clarification. Cheers, buddy. It's a really good thing that later we don't have any more stereotyping in this show. <laughs> <laughs> How long have we gone, by the way? Can oh, you see? I can't see, no. Turn around, have a look. Hello, the back of my head? Well, you don't have to if you don't want to. We've got, we've got about 40 minutes, so we're hey. halfway through, so we're good timing so Not far. Not going too bad, hey, awesome. Before, before we do this, yeah. I think it's a good time to shill and plug stuff. Go for it, mate. So, uh, again, if you're enjoying what you're seeing, obviously you're watching us on YouTube, so you already know where we are, make sure you click on subscribe and ring the bell so you get notifications when we go live. I'm doing happy face to the camera to help the promotion oh, to encourage people work. to subscribe. That's not Perspective. <laughs> that's not creepy in any way, shape, or form. I'm in both cameras. This is awesome. You can find all the backlogs, uh, <laughs> the backlogs, all the archive stuff for us at worldofwrestlingpodcast.com. Yep. We've got our Twitter, which is at worldofwrestpod, and we've got a Facebook page as well, but you should see all of the details at the bottom of your screen. They're not on my side, they're on your side. Do you want to point downwards? At the bottom of the screen. Left a bit. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get used to this. And for people who are only listen to this on the audio, go to YouTube to see how diabolical that was. Go subscribe on YouTube. You'll get your name pop up in the bottom of the stream as well. So it's always nice to acknowledge the people who give a shit about what we're doing. So yeah, yeah. appreciate that. Um, as I said, I will set up notifiers as well. So when people subscribe and we're live, a little thing will pop up on the top of the screen going, blah, 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 has subscribed. And so, yeah. One other nice final touch. bit of shilling. Go on. Because, yeah, as we're doing Yeah, it. yeah absolutely. Um, we were kindly nominated for an award on the uh, Independent Wrestling Awards in the media category. <laughs> Astonishingly so. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, if you do like what we do, if you can go to the Independent Wrestling Awards, just vote for us in the category. And obviously, you know, blow my own trumpet. If you'd like to vote for me in the best wrestling commentator category, vote Tax Williams. Go vote for Tax Williams. Because, you know, he's definitely not better than Glenn Joseph, so who should <laughs> definitely win it. <laughs> you don't scream as much, so yeah. Um, Borash, in back to TNA. So Borash, in uh, sorry, Frosted Tips Borash. <laughs> 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 introduces NASCAR NASCAR boys NASCAR two middle aged men walk to the <laughs> ring wearing way too much denim um, a goddamn NASCAR interview happens in the ring I don't understand why this is happening I don't understand NASCAR 
people driving in a circle. circle. Yeah, absolutely. So thank God, here comes the wrestling stuff. K-Crush, a.k.a. Ron Killings, comes out and he... Oh, yeah. And basically, the the what am I trying to say? He insinuates. The insinuation of this... Is that a word? Yep, nicely done. The insinuation of this scene is essentially um, K-Crush, as I'll refer to him now, Ron Killings, is black, so he doesn't like NASCAR. Yep. And NASCAR drivers are not real athletes. Yep. Because we're in Alabama. Yep. They um, Great heat. <laughs> no. Well, it gets a lot of heat with the crowd, but let me get to my point here. He talks about my kind of athletes. Oh, this is awful. And my kind and your kind. And it's implied that he's talking about race, black and white. But at this point, you can get away with it being wrestlers and NASCAR drivers. No problem with that whatsoever, right? <sighs> the middle-aged man in the yellow shirt is on the verge of starting a race riot because he picks up the guy like, Hey, boy, I'm going down to do, boo. You look stupid, too. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to offend. <laughs> That's how he sounds. So uh, he literally says, This is Alabama. And you can't be mean to NASCAR. He doesn't actually say it, but it's it pretty like much there. So, Brian Lawler. Oh, you haven't got the part where, where on, um, have I Ron Killings talks about his type of athlete. Well, they hit touchdowns and score baskets. Yeah, there's lots of this talk of That's... my kind and your kind. and It was absolutely awful. <coughs> it's pretty fucking creepy. So, so far now we've got hookers, midgets, and a blatant amount of racism and a sexism. Well... TNA. T- anyone who's booking this, so Russo Jarrett would argue that they're talking wrestlers, NASCAR drivers. I think you could argue, just about argue that at the point, okay? You could argue. I completely it. disagree with it. Yeah, yeah you it's could not, argue. It's not true. But, okay, so Lawler comes out and beats down K Crush, fine wrestling, blah, 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 blah. Um, Grandmaster Sexy, WWE, just to clarify. Um, the son of a pedophile. I mean. <laughs> He fucking is. <laughs> Check back to our AWA podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. So NASCAR douchebags throw K-Crush out the ring. Grandmaster Sexy cuts a terrible promo on the mic. He says, my kind, your kind in this promo. Yeah. He's not a NASCAR driver. He's a wrestler. No, no. I think you got the word for racist wrong. You just called him a wrestler. Exactly. This is just talking about racist shit now. Like, no. They could have got away with it until the wrestler picks up the mic and starts going, my kind, your kind. Like, fucking hell, boys. I know we're in Alabama, but are you trying to, like, fuck yourselves straight away? It's ridiculous. Scumbags. Whole bunch of them. Fuck this whole segment. I like the fact at the end as well, they started playing uh, Brian Christopher's music and he clearly expected him to dance and he just left the ring. <laughs> well, they're still playing off that Grandmaster Sexy gimmick and that he's got the whole gear. He just hasn't got Rikishi or Scotty Duhotty. All the music, all the dancing. Or the talent. Yeah, well, he's, well, he never had the talent. But like, <laughs> <laughs> let's not be too fair. It's, we'll get to it at the end, I think. But Grandmaster Sexy, or Brian Lawler, is a guy you want to put over on your first show. You've got 90 minutes. You haven't put over AJ Styles. <laughs> Jerry Lynn. But then again, Siaki, at this stage, Jimmy Yang, who's got the, na- to put who's got the Brian name Lawler? value? Who's got the name value? He had a decent run in WWE, sold a lot of merch. <laughs> this face of just like, I don't I, understand. I don't I, understand what they were thinking. I agree. I agree. I still don't understand how a man doing the worm and then a downward chop got over. <laughs> That's silly and funny. What's yeah. Grandma Sexy ever done? Let's move on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so this is the point. 52 minutes into this show and I've had enough. I had to stop at this point. Rewatch it the next day because I was just like, fuck this. 
bunch of racist cunts. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I watched this pay-per-view um, in three settings in my car at lunch Three? Break. Jesus, okay. I, only because of the, the timings to sort of get to my car, it's sit down. It's a 90-minute show that you had to split into three. I know, yeah, yeah, but... Still sounds funny. And, and in my, uh, in fairness, I think it kept me alert to actually take notes and take it in, because if I'd watched this whole thing start to finish, I think after the uh, the racism we yeah, had yeah. on top of the sexism, I'd be like, this is... I might just, just <laughs> fast forward a bit. <laughs> Um, I might have skipped a little bit of the battle roll. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my throat's killing me. Give me a sec. I mean, the uh, we're halfway through. So essentially, it's a six-match card. It technically, it's five with the gauntlet and then Bolt in the main event. Yep. As you said, we're 45 minutes into our wrestling show. People are paying money. It's our first show. What do people... Why would people come back? <laughs> I have no idea. Why did anyone watch this? Why are we watching this now? Because it's bad. Because it's terrible. <laughs> and it's good to podcast about. Uh, stream seems like it's working. Good, 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 good. Right. So we cut backstage to Jarrett and Fargo having an altercation backstage. I said backstage twice there. Um, it's been fucking ages since there's been a wrestling match on this show. That's why Fargo's trying to get involved here. <laughs> it's just like, we've just got to do something. There's got to be some action here. Want a hammerlock. This is typical Russo-Ferrara bullshit. We don't care about wrestling. We just want crap backstage. But we've had finishes to matches. We've had clean finishes to matches so far. So, it, you know, at least Russo's learned a bit. None of which mattered. Nope. Cool. <laughs> so we're going to a tag team match next of Chris, Christian York and Joey Matthews versus the Dups, who we had earlier in the cast deliverance of Bo Dup and Stand Up with Fluff Dup. Bo Dup, Fluff Dup, Fluff Dup. <laughs> Bill and Ben, the Fluff Dup. <laughs> Did you identify one of the dups? Uh, I did. Trevor Murdoch. Yes. Yeah, it's Trevor Murdoch, isn't it? That's yes, his name. yeah, yeah. You, the other guy? Any idea? Uh, no. Okay, cool. Um, very young Trevor Effed Murdoch. up. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> that's, that's good. Uh, Trevor Murdoch looking very young, but cool. Yeah. I always thought he had a good gimmick. I've, I've heard people talk about him being ridiculously stiff and difficult to work with in the past. That's trained by Harley Race, though, isn't it? This is uh, how he's reckon? been trained to go. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So, um... Yeah, so the Deliverance lads come out uh, with their southern whore. Because <laughs> every girl on this show is apparently a whore. Of course. Um, I immediately recognize Trevor Murdoch, as you say. Um, so basically, we've got a young junior tag team of York and Matthews versus good old southern boys in the dups. Um, it's a typical tag match, half-decent heel-face dynamic, but no one really cares apart from Tanae and Don West on commentary. The weird thing is that the lads who have been in ECW and stuff in uh, York and Matthews yeah. are obviously meant to be the faces, but we're in Alabama where the redneck guys are meant to be the heels. It doesn't really work. The The crowd don't really know what that to do. No, because they're not going to cheer the other guys, are they? The slick looking greasy boys. Mercury and Matthews are doing their sort of attempted high-flying shtick. I called them greasy boys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that Shawn Michaels entrance music. He's just, just a, a greasy boy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a case of... Um, Sorry. We've got... <coughs> Hi, stream. First time I'm going to blow my nose on stream. This is not weird at all. I might turn my headphones off. But <laughs> but with Christian York and Joe Matthews, yeah, they are two very talented guys in the ring. I mean, at this stage, um, yep. as you said, like... You can see why they're in this slot. Matthews has been ECW and he's been very good. Christian York is, again, I think he's a friend of the Hardys as well. Don't Pos- know. Potentially from the Omega promotion. I could be hideously wrong as, like, assuming these things. Sorry, no idea, mate. But... Yeah, they, they should have been booked as a really good, high-flying, hot um, tag team. Yeah. But circumstances meant the Dups were certainly a lot more popular than they should have been. Yeah. 
So Fluffed Up, who I'm sure is a lovely young lady, not a complete southern whore as she's being portrayed here. Definitely degree educated. <laughs> stops York from doing a manoeuvre off the top rope. Bo rows up York for the one, two, three, and your winners are the Dups. Anything to say on this? Uh, at this stage, I was like, oh, how long's a gauntlet? <laughs> <laughs> So, we cut to a Toby Keith video package. Yes, Southern the, music star, Toby Keith. The best thing on this bloody pay-per-view. Do you know Toby Keith tried to buy TNA? Yes. Yes, with Jeff Jarrett's assistance. <sighs> Why did Panda Energy not sell it? Don't go and mess with it, because it's Dixie's child when they actually, well, when Panda got involved in it. Because obviously Panda yeah. got involved about 8-12 months after this uh, weekly pay-per-view started. I feel like if Toby Keith and Jeff Jarrett would have ended up owning and booking this bullshit, right? It wouldn't have lasted this long. I mean, it would have looked like this, like now, though. <laughs> you know, it would be redneck racist bullshit. Redneck Chikara. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so, uh, Toby Keith in this video package is singing in a white cowboy hat in an empty college football ground to a girl with a red rose that's obviously very angry. Tickets clearly didn't sell well for Toby Keith's concert. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, was he in Compton? <laughs> anyway, not in the South. It's just like, oh, there's no one here to see me. What's going on? Um, Toby Keith has no idea what the words cliche or stereotypical mean. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, Toby Keith's performance, literally at the arena now. Oh, fans really into it. The most over thing on the show. Yeah, kinda. It's we're ninety minutes of this show, and we've got time for a Toby Keith fucking performance. Think of the cross promotion. We've had NASCAR. We've now had Toby Keith. Next week we've got like the Cheeky Girls and International <laughs> Ping Pong from Electra <laughs> to Goldie Love. Pre Cheeky Girls comments and stuff. Like, okay, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like Toby Keith is a big name, huge name. They blatantly want like a southern redneck sort of promotion. NWA, you know? Yeah, I get it. Okay. The sound quality for this performance, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say it was top notch for a country boy. <laughs> Don't Fuck go messing with a country boy, country boy, country boy. It was flipping dire. I mean, seriously, if you're going to spend the money on the pyro, and you're going to spend the money on your video walls, yeah. and you've got Ted Turner's booking team. Just drawling down myself <laughs> on stream. Sorry. God. <laughs> um, and then you've got Ted Turner's film crew. Fucking get the sound techs in as well. Mate, he's got this one dude with a microphone and acoustic guitar and they fucked up the sound this badly. Awful. Like, um, it's blatantly obvious that he can't hear himself because he's proper flat in this, but... Hey, sorry, have you not ever seen Toby Keith live? That's Toby Keith live. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. And you can't hear the guitar at all. It's just not there, basically. So. Don't drown out the artist. <laughs> <laughs> Tax. I don't know if you knew this, but freedom has a price. Don't tread on me. America. Fuck yeah. Climb a mountain. Drive a big truck. Kick a little ass. Rock flag eagle. <laughs> Which if, if you're a fan of country music, you'll find that all of those are in every single song. <laughs> or you... it's my girl has left me. <laughs> I'm going to drink beer in my truck. Yeah, fucking A. I'm assuming by your reaction that you don't watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, no. You need to start watching this show. I, it's, I'm too busy watching terrible wrestling <laughs> podcast. <laughs> So Double Jeff is my... Uh, Double Jeff, that's not his name. <laughs> yes. Double J, Jeff Jarrett is my new hero because he comes out, shoves Toby Keith out of the way <laughs> as he's performing. And I'm like, yes, 
Yes. Fuck that dude. <laughs> There's a the man who basically says we don't want to ECW this and get the stream cut off. So shut up, Toby Keith. <coughs> oh, fucking hell. It was so funny. Um, Double J cuts a promo on Toby Keith from the ring. Perfect heat with the Southern audience. Absolutely great way to get Jedi Double J over as a heel. It's amazing. I mean, obviously it's his company, so he's going to book himself as a top heel. But it's amazing yeah. to tell on the talent on the card who knows what they're doing and who knows. This the- is... Maybe yeah. the best I've seen Jeff Jarrett ever look on this show. No. When we saw his early AWA show, that's the best he's looked. Oh, that's, that's a fair point, yeah. Because he didn't have to do anything stupid. He had Whereas, a few good years in WWF as well. Heel Jeff Jarrett, when he's got <clears throat> someone else guiding him, yeah. can be quite good. WCW Jeff Jarrett is awful, other than his Don't Call Me Slap Nuts t-shirt. Although I think he had that in WWE. Don't think so, but anyway... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Double J cuts a brilliant line at the end of this promo to Toby Keith. He uses his own song to like mock him. He goes, how do you like me now? <laughs> and the whole fucking crowd is like, boo. <laughs> like, yeah, quality stuff. Like, this is probably one of the best bits in the whole show, I'd say. Yeah, the performance <clears throat> and then Jeff Jarrett's promo. <laughs> the promo, yes. Roll your eyes at me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got people can see me now. Um Borash introduces the main event of the evening, the Which, gauntlet for the gold for the NWA heavyweight championship in the world, is what he says. In the world? Yeah. Well, exactly, because you don't want to have the intergalactic title, you know, that one that Brock Lesnar's got. Do you not think it's the NWA world's heavyweight championship, not the heavyweight championship of the world? No, so it's the belt. It's the belt. It's the, he- it's the heavyweight championship of the world. But traditionally, it's always called the World's Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, Boris fucked up. I think he fucked up. But then yeah. I, I think it's a rebranding. There's four or five times people talk about this belt on the show. Well, the NWA always... TNA World Heavyweight Title of the World. Yeah, they don't call it the World's Heavyweight Championship. I think they're missing a trick. That that just that phrasing has like. Um... But didn't that what that then t- transfer <clears throat> over to the big gold belt when Flair had it in WCW? Oh, maybe. I don't know. It's just something I always think the NWA strap should be referred to as the World's Heavyweight yeah. Championship, but whatever, it doesn't matter. At least he calls it the Gauntlet for the Gold this time, so we're actually getting over the gimmick for the name for the Battle Royal Borash match. Complete Pro. Battle Royal and match <laughs> that they're <laughs> yeah. going to have, which is one thing, apparently. Anyway, um, so we get 90 second intervals between competitors entering the ring, or meant to anyway. Um, everyone gets a generic music entrance to start with. Don't know if you noticed, but no one actually had custom music. It was all just the same bullshit. No. So Jeff Jarrett's in the ring. Oh, Jeff Jarrett had his own music, though. Did he? So he had the... Oh, yeah. I actually really love that music. Yeah, it's the best music he's had. Yeah, very recognisable. Which is the most important thing with pro wrestling, surely. There's an entrance music. Look out for a future Super Quiz Cup. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Keep attention. Pay attention, future competitors. So Buff Bagwell is the first guy out to face Jeff Jarrett in the ring. He's really happy to have work. (laughs) (laughs) American males. American American males. American males. Yes. They missed a trick not signing the <laughs> tag team. There's a, before we go into this, there's an amazing thing when WrestleTalk uh, had a TV show on Challenge TV in the yeah. UK. And it was basically Spud and Bagwell being interviewed. And they sang that together. And Spud looked so happy. <laughs> Bagwell. I'm sure he was. Yeah. With Marcus B. But if you're given an opportunity to, yeah, exactly. you'd blatantly do it in Hell a second. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So Double J ducks a Bagwell clothesline and eliminates Buff almost immediately. Yeah, again, he's basically going, how much time do you spend in WWE? Half it. <laughs> I like it. Um, 
fuck the countdowns, just get the next guy out, because otherwise Jeff Jarrett's going to be standing in this ring for like 30 seconds by himself. Yeah. Lash LaRue is out next. Lovely to see this guy again. Yeah. WCW used to be in back in the day. Again, had a really good stint in the ring. Oh, wait. No. <sighs> I'm trying to be positive. Um, Jeff Jarrett squashes Lash LaRue and eliminates <laughs> him almost immediately. Um, again, just trying to get Jarrett over strong as a heel. They've obviously gone, well, we need to do something at the beginning. Get Jarrett out yeah. first. Have him eliminate a few people. Again, fuck the countdown because it's only been like 30 seconds. It's meant to be 90, so we've got 60 seconds still to go. Fuck it. Just get the next guy out. Norman Smiley Smiling comes Smiley. out. Yes. British legend Norman Smiley. Why, I can't trust anyone in bright white trunks. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm sure that I remembered Norman Smiley from WCW. Yes, I remembered him from being with Jericho. The wiggle, the silliness, yeah. the jobber kind of routine and stuff. Have you ever watched any of his earlier matches, like Japan or... What, when he's a really good worker? Holy shit, this dude can work. And if you've only seen Norman Smiley in WCW as a clown character, you will now understand, if you watch his earlier stuff, why he's a key coach in the PC for WWE. Absolutely, yeah. But fuck all that shit. Smiley does the wiggle and I'm like, yeah! <laughs> the first time I'm genuinely smiling in ages for this show. Apart from when he pushed over, Jeff Jarrett pushed over Toby Keith. I had a little smile then, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> but like, when he does the wiggle, I'm genuinely like, oh, it's really good. Like, it's funny. Yeah. He puts a lot of effort into it, you know? So low by... Lo, <coughs> Excuse me. Low blow by Double J. Double J eliminates Norman Smiley. Boo. Double J uh, booked strong. Uh, I wonder why. <laughs> he's booking this shit so next out is Apollo um, I didn't really know anything about this guy but uh, Royd much yeah but the thing is he was started to be built in TNA as a really big deal okay and then I believe Visa Issue oh is that what happened because I mean Apollo. he's Puerto Rican Batista yeah he's he's built like a wrestler looks like a wrestler can work like a wrestler as well Apollo's really good in the ring it's it's hard to judge with the Battle Royale because yeah. there's no sort of narrative to it really I know there's a slight narrative to this and that we're trying to get people over and stuff but it's very different to a one-on-one we are trying to yeah. work out who's getting what advantage and the sporting elements I think and I'd assume over the next few like weekly pay-per-views they would have showcased Apollo or should have if they didn't okay. to showcase Apollo to be a decent star okay fair enough he was shitting this. <laughs> <laughs> K Crush out next. So Ron Killings from earlier in the night. I like the fact they keep on referring to old WWE and ECW and WCW names. Oh, it was K Quick in WWF. Get him rowdy. Well, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah. Why not? It's a good way to make people know they yeah. are, like casual fans, I guess. Yeah. Um, as soon as uh, Ron Killings comes out to the ring, I'm like, oh, I do not miss his jingly jingly trousers whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. It's no. just a me thing because like, I remember talking to people about this in the past. They'd be like, wait, what trousers are you talking about? He has little metal things attached yeah. to his belt buckle. And they go, jingly, jingly, jingly as he wrestles. Like it's a belly dancer. It's basically like um, a tag just so people can hear him coming. <laughs> or like a cat bell or yeah. something. <laughs> um, Ron Killings, <coughs> he's done well for himself. In a yeah, way. dude, the longevity he's had. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the fact he was in as K Quick. Then had a decent run in TNA as quite a big draw for them. And then turning up as R-Truth when he should have come in as Ron Killings and be a badass. However, I have to applaud the man for maintaining a six-pack for about 20 years. <laughs> Fair point. It's better than I've ever done. That's a fucking sure. You know, like a six-pack of biscuits today. <laughs> so K-Crush is the first guy who doesn't get entrance music. The entrance music cuts out at this point and It's just dudes coming to the ring now. Yeah. They've blatantly gone, ah, fuck mm. the music. Don't even bother with it anymore. Just get people out of the ring and let's get on with the or show. Or someone tried to find a mic and said, can you do getting rowdy? <laughs> <laughs> 
So Slash Slash is out next um, with James Mitchell. Where's the House of Pain music? <laughs> ECW. Yep. Yeah. The, you know of Slash as well when he was in. I think we covered this again on an ECW thing when he we was did. in OVW and the with Leviathan. Yeah, that's the one. What was his name in ECW? Do you remember? I think it might have been Slash. It's not Jamie Dundee. It's the other guy in their tag. Oh, um, Wolfie D. Oh, look at your memory. There well played. We so Wolfie D's out. Um, it's, it's, what do you think of this gimmick? It's kind of Ming the Merciless, sort of bald head, goatee sort of vibe. Satanic. I, I basically thought cheap Damien Demento. Yeah. Pretty much sums it up. Um, so next guy comes out. We've got bleached blonde short hair. <laughs> Who am I describing here? Okay, as a wrestler. Mm, All <laughs> right. Yeah. Bleach, bleach, I can't even speak anymore. Bleach blonde short hair, a black goatee, roided and oiled beyond belief, little sunglasses indoors, a big S on his trunks, Steiner. Uh, <laughs> it does lots of really spelly to belly suplexes. It's Scott No, it's Del Rios. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. I have no idea who this is. Other than the fact, again, I blanked out a little bit during this battle raw, and I was like, oh, bloody hell, Scott Steiner's in it. <laughs> Until I looked closer, I was like, Scott Steiner looks ill. Oh, hang on. That's not Scott Steiner. Mate, it was so weird. You can see at least half the audience all go, oh, it's Scott. Oh, <laughs> it's <laughs> not Scott Steiner. And he calls himself Del Rios. He was basically way before his time. He loved Del Rio and S.A. Rios. It's not that guy. It's it's a, it literally, he looks like Steiner in every way, shape or form, apart from he's not Steiner. He's, he's just a generic roid monkey. So weird. Yeah. I'm assuming they couldn't get Scott Steiner, so they got this dude instead. Yep. Do you reckon he was actually an impersonator? <laughs> yeah, he this guy basically apparent through what I read, he did a lot of fake gimmicks, so he basically portrayed Steiner for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. It's like the tribute acts, like back in the day. Do you remember a uh, tail end of last year or possibly the, even the year before that, there was a lot of controversy that they had like the Rock Jr. Who's cutting promos on the indie scenes? No, I don't remember. They basically that at had some all. guy who looked like The Rock who did the eyebrow and called himself The Rock Junior. <coughs> you know how to do that. And everyone went mental, but unsurprisingly, people bought tickets to watch The Rock Junior have his ass kicked. They <laughs> <laughs> just say The Rock Junior didn't last much after that event. Yeah, I'm sure, sure. So we're still in this goddamn battle royal. Justice is out next. And I'm like, is that Abyss? Yeah. He does a black hole slam, and I'm like, oh, it's definitely Abyss. Um, he's very much was lucky to get a gimmick oh yeah definitely this this non-gimmicked abyss justice Ooh, no. yeah it doesn't work very well but bow wow wow <laughs> yippee yo yippee yay arriba la rasa all day every day it's conan yes oh, thank god something good's finally happened in this pay-per-view friend of the podcast conan how you doing boy nice to see you <laughs> um Oh, I popped so hard for him. And he's the only dude that does anything in this fucking battle royale. He's absolutely amazing. He does a million rolls and clotheslines, turns to the audience, goes, Alale! And everyone's just popping for him. Like, he got over in Alabama as a Mexican-American dude. Outstanding. After this as well, I've realized how much I enjoyed Conan's work. So I went back and watched him versus Jericho. Nice. The belt in WCW. And I was like, oh, yeah. Always thought it was a bit shit in the ring, if I'm totally honest. Love you, Conan. (laughs) I respectfully disagree. Agree, and when he comes over here and we take him out to dinner, don't say that. To I won't him. say that to him. No, that's <laughs> for sure. So, well, 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 holy crap! It's Joel Gertner cutting a dirty promo on the ramp. Gertner's been on the Atkins. Oh, he did. He look, look pretty he look, slim, actually. Yeah. yeah. Or I, we just used to seeing him with the giant neck brace. I think he should look done well. <laughs> what? What? And no neck brace. What's he doing? So your gimmick, mate. WWE bought the gimmick. <laughs> So this brings me on to um, a bit of a conversation we should probably have at this point. We'll get back to the battle royal in a second. But this 
TNA stuff comes post WCW and post ECW at this point. Yes. So you've got people from WCW coming in, um, a few people. You've got people from ECW kind of coming in as well. Um, I don't know. This doesn't feel like the two crossbreed very well. No, there's a definite clash of wrestling backgrounds and styles. I think that's why a lot of the in-ring action is poor. It's also that clash, same sort of clash between the Russo Ferrara extremity stuff for adults and the NWA Southern Win Alabama tradition. Yeah. Respect Jesus, rock flag eel, you know? It just it was a cluster throughout yeah. this whole show. I mean, we're we're halfway through a battle royal. We've had Jarrett eliminate half of the opponents to get himself over. Battle royals are never good, just kick punch struggle in the corner. That's all it is. That You've got a, a few spots in it. But I said like the the most energetic thing was when Kono was doing his rolling lines. Yeah. And that's pretty much it until we get to the end of the Battle Royal. God bless you, Conan, for making this interesting, at least. So, Gertner introduces Bruce, whoever the fuck this is, <laughs> who's with Lenny Lane from WCW back in the day. Uh, Bruce looks like a camp mini Hulk Hogan to me. Yeah. That's cool. all I've got there. Nice trunks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Uh, Rick Steiner's out next. Bit of a shock to see Rick Steiner, an actual kind of star of sorts. Yeah, and when he got in there, it was like, Scott, 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 Scott. Oh, <laughs> brother. You're not my brother. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so everyone stands around while Rick does spots. Basically, they're literally standing, just looking at him, waiting for him to do his yeah. spots. Down. Not even doing punch kick in the corner anymore. Just uh, standing in awe saying, how did we book a real wrestler? <laughs> Rick Steiner eliminates Slash. Axel will be happy. Uh, <laughs> Rick Steiner eliminates Justice. Abyss. Malice is out next with James Mitchell. Now... Damn, this dude is huge. This guy was the wall in WCW. I was going to say, because um, Ed Ferrara said something later, but I, I immediately was wondering whether it was the wall yeah. or one of those big dudes that had for WCW did absolutely fucking nothing <laughs> towards the end of their careers there. And a pairing Malice with James Mitchell, Mitchell was a stroke of genius because James Mitchell, when he was down as Sinister Minister, yeah, his hair yeah. grew out and everything. I was like James Mitchell. Yeah. I always wonder why he never had a run in WWE, but I think they were moving, I suppose, away from the supernatural characters. So yeah, James and Mitchell, managers. Yeah. They haven't really had managers for a very long time, WWE. Which is sad because it stops talent getting over. But then when someone like Paul Heyman comes along, it feels very unique. Yeah, but... No, I agree. I like managers. Yeah. Considering someone who used to be a manager in pro wrestling as well. Well, you're a bit biased. You know, manager of champions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I, oh, I forgot to do this live. I was going to introduce you as like professional wrestling commentator, Tax Williams, and me as fanboy rich, but I'll try and do that next week. <laughs> so Malice fucks everyone up as he gets in the ring, the wall. Uh, the wall eliminates Bruce, K Crush, and fake Scott Steiner. <laughs> no! And then he eliminates Conan. And I'm Bastard. like, how dare you, you piece of shit? I want you to die. I mean, the good thing for Conan, he knew that going in the future of TNA, he got three live crew, so he could run with that. Did he? Do you not remember three live crew? Wasn't that a WCW thing? No, that you're thinking three count. Oh, I am. Three live crew. Oh, it was him, Road Dog, and K-Quick. Yep. Yeah, as in Ron Killings. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I do remember that. Wow, okay. That was bad, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love how Conan bumps out to the ring apron before hitting the floor. He's like, oh no, I gently fell to here so I can gently step down to the floor. And I'm like, you taking a bump for these cunts? <laughs> I mean, he did risk landing on the hardest part of the ring. <laughs> I marked so hard for Conan gently lowering himself off the apron. He's like, fuck this. Can't imagine the payday was great. So <laughs> I don't know, I'm sure, yeah. 
Malice proceeds to eliminate Rick Steiner. Surprising. He then uh, basically were left with Malice, Apollo, and Jarrett left in the ring. So Malice is the tall, the wall from WCW. Apollo's the Batista from Puerto Rico. And Jeff Jarrett is Jeff Jarrett. So next out is Scott Hall in a Wolfpack red and black click gear. Super cool. Yeah, also, you know, why bother buying new gear? Yeah, exactly. Not for this show. It's not like it's got WCW or WF printed on it either, you know? It works for me. Just black and red gimmick gear. He's so fucking cool, man. Even wasted like he is in this. It's just like, just such a dude. Um, Apollo goes up top and stays up there waiting for ages while Hall does spots in the ring and blatantly Hall is meant to stop and set someone up so he can do a clothesline off the top or something and Hall's like (laughs) 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 we're going to keep doing spots of it you stay up there proper proper dicked him about (laughs) it's like eventually uh, Apollo just jumps down it's probably for the best mate you're not going to get your spot in just get on with it you know I bet Scott Hall was thinking at some point he's going to knock him off the top rope (laughs) (laughs) to the outside oh sorry I didn't mean to eliminate you (laughs) Uh, Razor's Edge Double J in a Battle Royale pretty cool I mean uh, Gauntlet for the Gold not Battle Royale sorry my bad <laughs> speaking of which this is not a fucking Gauntlet match this is a Battle Royale with a normal match at the end there's no Gauntlet it's not even a Battle Royale no one's in there they're not all in there at the beginning it's a rumble it's a rumble yeah sorry fair point fair point so Toby Keith in a Blood's do-rag comes out <laughs> It basically, um, New Jack was backstage and still didn't get used. <laughs> Sticking his do-rag like, fuck this, let's go out. They were ass. collaborating on a new material. Oh, fucking hell. So he does a shit-ass suplex to Double J. <laughs> <laughs> like, Toby comes out and does a shit. <laughs> a shit-ass suplex <laughs> to Double J in the ring. Yeah, pretty cool, actually. It gets a big pop as well, but yeah. like, surprising. I didn't Celebrities see this getting involved. It's yeah, always exactly. you know, quite poppy in wrestling, isn't it? Then Toby Keith, who is an illegal... Co- and, and blah. This is where I would have cut that bit. Uh, Toby Keith, who is an illegal competitor in this match, Scott eliminates... Uh, oh, and Scott Hall eliminate Double J. I really fucked up that sentence. I don't think Toby Keith was an illegal <laughs> competitor. How do you mean? I think he was number 15. Because the number... Of, they had 20-man gauntlet, yeah. and he was number 15 in. But he wasn't announced for it beforehand. I, I don't think it matters. Because I counted 20 wrestlers, and one of them was him. Learn the rules, douchebag. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> so Toby Teeth eliminates himself and walks to the back after Jeff Jarrett, kind of like chasing him down, but not really chasing him down. They're just walking. The camera shows it a little bit. And he said, learn the rules. Go under the rope and still be in the, the gauntlet. Did he, did he step over the top rope? Yeah. I didn't even notice. He went over. I was making notes. Yeah. I was like, fuck, pausing this bullshit. So <laughs> we're left with Hall, uh, Scott Hall, Malice, and Apollo. Scott Hall's the only one who has a first name. Uh, Braden Walker is out. <laughs> Wildcat Chris Harris. I mean, you couldn't tell the difference. I mean, he, Chris Harris had been eaten by Braden Walker by the time he debuted. <laughs> <laughs> he looks in really good shape here, to be fair. like That's young- why they signed him. Yeah, young prospect, young yeah. boy, that has potential, I guess, at this point. Did you watch much of his tag with, you know, when they were in America's Most Wanted? Yeah, yeah, I watched enough. I thought they would have been quite good in WWE. Yeah, maybe. AMW. Yeah, they were okay. I think by the time they had the chance to go there and they both ended up there, I think they'd gone past their best. Yeah, I, that's a problem for a lot of those guys. Especially with the amount of talent that's out there right now. I think at the time I liked AMW because there wasn't as much tag wrestling in WWE at the time. Yeah, there was none. So when you had people like AMW and then the Dudleys were in there as well, it's it's nice to see. And obviously Absolutely. three live crew. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. So um, what the fuck? Gangrel jumps in the ring as Vampire Warrior, as he's called here. Uh, what happened to the 90 seconds? <laughs> I 
the intervals in between competitors. Gangrel literally, like, seconds after Toby Keith and stuff done their bit, just jumps in the ring. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. You just get in there. We're running out of time, obviously. Realise I've added in my notes that I didn't bother putting a number next to it. So, yeah, Toby Keith was an illegal entrant. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's a fucking quiz cup all over again. <laughs> <laughs> so, out comes Devin Storm next to WCW's Crowbar, if you remember him. Uh, Hall eventually is just... I don't know, he does stuff. Um, Hall is just sitting back on the turnbuckles now, just chilling, like, everyone else doing their spots, just like, yeah, I'm getting a payday here. This is good. Not having to work, not interrupting anything. Fuck it. He gets so bored, he ends up sitting on the top turnbuckle and being like, fuck it, let's just chill for a bit. Uh, Pretty funny. Yeah, definitely taking the promotion seriously. Doesn't give a fuck, does he? No. Uh, Gangrel corpses. He turns around and sees Hall sitting on the top rope. I don't know if you caught this. But he turns yeah. around, and like, ah, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? And they run a few spots together because obviously he's like, you're just bored out your fucking face. Steve Carino comes yes. out next. I love Steve Carino. Fake punk. What the fuck's he doing here? Don't call him that. A Pepsi plunge. He's before punk. Yeah, and he's better than punk. Oh, not on the well. They're comparable. I think that's a fair way of putting it. Okay. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I, I really like the punk character I was going to say do you not like CM Punk I like the CM Punk character I think the Steve Carino human <sighs> being Sorry, is a, a lot nicer Ill. than the CM Punk human being yeah I'd agree with that for sure Steve Carino seems like a dude again another guy that's um, trainer the PC, of the PC wasn't he? doing NXT UK by the looks of it oh really yeah he was on a lot of the promo photos and stuff that happened oh good don't know if it's a permanent thing but he was definitely over here for the launch of it maybe you can uh, remove some people from there <laughs> War dark. <laughs> <laughs> so Ken Shamrock is out next. He obviously had the promo earlier in the night has been setting up to be the top face of the company. Nice um, sideburns. Certainly no one else is apart from Scott Hall, maybe. Well, yeah, true. These, these sideburns he's got. Little L shapes yeah. actually on his face. Like, not looking very natural, but faux Wolverine. Mate, Wolverines look cool compared to this. Yeah, but that's the look he's going for, isn't he? He's going for some kind of MMA Wolverine. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. So Steve Carino fronts up to Shamrock as soon as he gets in the ring and receives a kick in his head for the troubles, for his troubles. Uh, Grandmaster Sexy's out now. Oh, the other guy was setting up to be a top face, I guess, as well, which is a fucking mistake. But anyway, oh, did this just run out of battery? Awesome, sweet. Laptop just ran out of battery. <laughs> that's <laughs> all right, we're just, we'll, we'll go without, we'll go without. <laughs> So, Grandmaster Sexy eliminates Chris Harris, Crowbar, and Gangrel within a matter of seconds. Top star. Right? And then fucking eliminates Carino as well. Top star. How dare you? This bullshit. I'm, I'm, I'm not happy about this. Well, let's, let, let's look at, you know, Jarrett, Memphis, Nashville, Lawler, Memphis, Nashville. Who's uh, going to book Lawler's son? The, the links to the Jarretts. I'm so disappointed in this whole thing. So, Shamrock eliminates Grandmaster Sexy, thank God. Malice eliminates Apollo. Scott Hall sets up for a razor's edge on Malice, but stands up and eliminates Hall. Malice stands up and eliminates Hall. So, we're left down to our last two men with our special guest referee is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Steamboat for a match between Ken Shamrock and The Wall from WCW, a.k.a. Malice. So, we've now gone through 18 plus Toby Keith yep. in a battle royal. So something we could have just had a tournament over a few weeks for. Yep, pretty much. I mean, it's not disastrous, the whole thing. It's okay, but it's just, it's not as good as you'd want it to be. No, no battle roar. And again, as the um, as the guys always said in their promos, this is this is no way to decide a title. <laughs> they certainly did put over how crap this was going to be, and it did not disappoint. Well, exactly. <laughs> no, no false advertising here from the boys. Yeah, fucking A. 
So we're into our main event of the evening. Well, the rest of the main event of the evening. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I guess Ken Shamrock versus Malice. So Malice is huge and works over Shamrock. Malice is too big and strong for Shamrock's kind of MMA techniques and all the stuff you expect yep. to see out of Ken Shamrock. Uh, Chokeslam reversed into a cross arm breaker, or if you're an MMA fan, an arm bar. Really cool moment here because the wall's dominating Shamrock, lifts him up into it, and Shamrock like latches onto his arm. And there's literally his whole body stretches the length Looks of Malice's so arm. Good. Looks so like, good. That's a really fun moment. Uh, I thought that would have been the finish, and it probably would have been the good finish. Should have been the finish. <laughs> Should have been the finish, Jesus. Malice uh, gets to the ropes uh, to do the rope break. Um, Shamrock holds to a count of seven. <laughs> Blowing my spots, man. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so we get ankle lock by Shamrock. Uh, it was after this. It was yeah. It was quite a long time after that. The seven count. Anyway, it all matter. merges into one. <laughs> <laughs> so we get ankle lock by Shamrock. Malice grabs the rope. Shamrock pulls him back to the middle of the ring. Mitchell protests, rightfully so. Yeah. He got to the ropes. Rope we to break that fucking hold. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Malice gets to the ropes again, shitting all over what again is a potential finish in this match. I guess they're kind of thinking they're doing fun false finishes, but really this is they're losing the crowd at this point. Yeah, you could tell people lost interest. Laptop's back because I charged it. I forgot to plug it in. Nice. <laughs> so Shamrock won't break the submission. Steamboat counts to seven and disqualify this man. He kind of he didn't break on five. Oh, title match. Shamrock doesn't know the rules. Fucking hell, Steamboat. Come on, man. You should know the rules at this point. Like, <laughs> terrible. So the crowd... After this kind of heelish tactic of holding on the submission to a seven count, start going, let's go, Shamrock, yeah. finally <laughs> chanting something, getting up for this fucking show. This is the first chant of the night. Yeah, they finally found out Shamrock like NASCAR. Literally two seconds before the finish, because we get a belly-to-belly -belly suplex by Shamrock for the one, two, three. He watched a lot of Shane Douglas. <laughs> Fuck's sake, man. And new NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. Not the heavyweight champion of the world, as these cunts keep putting it. Uh, Ken Shamrock. So Ken Shamrock wins the NWA strap on the first ever TNA show. Now, some people would think that this was the end. I wish it fucking was. I wish this had ended like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, ends the gauntlet. 90 minutes show and I'm just like, come on, end this bollocks. It's so yeah. bad. So we get tons of fucking pyro for the title win. Shamrock lifts the NWA strap in celebration. Badly. Badly. He does not look comfortable, does he? The strap's still done up at the back and he's lifting it. I guess you can do impersonations here. So it's I'm like, trying to log into if this. I'm hold if this is my strap, I'm holding it up like this. <laughs> I've won this. <laughs> it's basically like how Alondra Blaze used to hold the women's belt. Oh, that's a nice comparison. Hold yeah. it up like that. So it's done up. It's like he's got a nice bit of paper that he's kind of holding up, like as a presentation or a sign or something. It's basically a protest and he's holding up something saying, release me from my contract. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, really fucking weird. Not good at all. Ed Ferrara. <sighs> fucking prick. Cuts the line of the night, which about sums up this absolute cunt of a human being. Talk about a guy like Ken Shamrock. Either him or the wall. Firstly, he can't speak English. And secondly, his references are fucking dog shit, right? You want to get in a fight with these two guys. It's like, it's like he repeats that line through excitement. <laughs> Because he's had this line prepped for months. You know it. It's like running in the Special Olympics. You want to get in a fight with him. Even if you win, you've got to be retarded to do it. He's a skunk. Fuck you, Ed Ferrara, you fucking piece of shit. We'll tag him in this pod. 
I might do because he fucking deserves these comments, man. He's what a, a cunt of a human being. Disgusting human being. Yeah. How long is he on commentary for this? You watched early TNA, didn't you? Not long. I don't remember him being there because we had Weston Tanay. I find them as a comedy kind of stupid duo or whatever. They're annoying, but at least they're not massively... Re- Tanay and Don West are like the two old boys in uh, like Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah. The two old guys in the... Yeah, yeah the, the balcony. <laughs> basically badmouth everything. Yeah. <laughs> if only they'd done the commentary like that, that would have been hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, fuck off Ed Ferrara. Go suck a dick. Uh, Tanay, rightly so, immediately shits on Ferrara's comment and I'm like, yeah. thank God someone gives a shit about what's going on here. Um... Got anything you want to say on this? No, at this, at this stage, I was like, well, there's only a few minutes left. I'm going to leave it. But and genuinely, I don't turn many things off, but that would have been it for me. If there'd been more matches, I'd have been gone. Even if you win, you've got to be retarded to do it, to get in a fight with these guys. Compare it to the Special Olympics. Well, it clearly shows that you've just got to be a fucking idiot to get on commentary at TNA, which means <laughs> I'm about to get booked. Hey, new job. <laughs> Podcast might not happen for much longer if you get in that job. That's all right. I'll Skype it like Josh Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> so Toby Keith and Double J have words backstage. For some reason, we cut backstage after this dude's oh, just course, yeah, NWA Because we can't have Jeff Jarrett <laughs> not be over on the first night of his own promotion, can we? It feels like the commentators are filling time. The camera's just cut to the commentators now. We haven't seen Shamrock walk to the back. Oh, but they used to do that in WCW quite a bit, didn't they? They used to send to the commentators for the end to then do the sign-off. Oh, okay. They do it in Japan a lot as well. New Japan do this a lot. So I wondered whether that was part of it or whether they just kind of not put enough stuff on and they were just kind of filling for time, but whatever. Double J back out to the ring to cut a promo, calls the match bullshit that we've just watched. And we're like, yeah, we fucking know, dude. Oh, crazy. That's it. Bury your own promotion on the first <laughs> bloody night. <laughs> he decks Jackie Fargo, pushes around some of the NWE legends here at ringside. Uh, sorry, Fargo and Toby Keith come out to confront Double J. He doesn't put, he punches Bullet Bob Armstrong, doesn't he? Yeah. Fucking douchebag. Anyway. Um, <laughs> This, I wouldn't, wouldn't go after Dory Funk, would he? <laughs> no, fuck no, dude. Even at that age, like, be like, no, I would not fuck with Dory Stretch Funk. Stretch the shit out of him. There's an amazing moment when Double J and uh, Toby Keith are coming out from the back. You know the fan who was pulling the faces earlier? Yep. He does the same thing to these two. And I'm just like, oh, you're a fucking dude. Like, I popped so hard for this kid to be like, oh, no, 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 no. I buy Jeff as he's talking. It's fucking hilarious. Um, they're, they're talking. Jackie Fargo says something about a match next week. Scott Hall runs out to the ring. Hall and Jarrett brawl. Mike Tene shouts, we've got Hall versus Jarrett next week on TNA. Finish. Yep. Solid close to the pay-per-view. I mean, I know the, the idea is that they're setting up something for next week, something for you to tune back into, blah, 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 blah. But uh, I would not have reordered. I would not ordered the second pay-per-view if I was paying money to watch this in real time. Okay. Can you think of any positives about this show? Yes. Go on. Because um, I'm really struggling. <laughs> it did give people another place to work. Yeah. So okay. if you think of 2001, you had 70 wrestlers out of jobs. Yeah. So it gave people a place to work. It gave... <laughs> they could have just gone to work in a factory and made them better well, off than this bullshit. Yeah, but work in wrestling. Um, it yeah. did lead to some excitement years later that there could be an idea of competition for WWE. I've certainly had my hopes up at times for TNA. Been T- constantly disappointed, but... Had it not been for this promotion, we wouldn't have ended up with the Joe Styles Daniels main event, which they had, which <coughs> is still a really, really good match I enjoyed. Would have seen ROH. They would have booked that. Wouldn't have showcased AJ Styles. Yeah, I think AJ would have done all right in ROH. I don't think he, he would have done all right. I don't think I he would have done I think you give all. TNA too much credit. 
No, I just, I'm just thinking like the positives of TNA in general. Yeah. The problem with TNA has always been the management. The wrestling talent they've had, they've they spent too much time trying to book names rather than booking storylines, booking angles. The second was when like we alluded to it earlier, the second they brought in Hogan when Hogan was doing his like Australian wrestling show. Amazing who's on that show, Nasty Boys, Orlando Jordan. Who's just signed for TNA? Nasty Boys, Orlando Jordan. He basically just bought all his mates in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And all the work that people had done quite well to book decent storylines for TNA at that time was ruined. And it's bad characters and bad people backstage. Ed Ferrara, prime example, keeping Don West around for longer because he's mates with Jarrett. Yeah. Having a wrestler on a show, booking a show, is bad news. Okay. All that being said, what about this show that we're reviewing today? I love midget wrestling. <laughs> the match is only got like a minute or two. Exactly. Like it, that's bite-sized wrestling. <laughs> For me, it's uh, this is just everything I dislike about pro wrestling. It's, it's badly booked. The matches mean nothing. The gimmicks are cheesy and bullshit. The talented guys that are on this roster aren't highlighted. It's, 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 the pyro is good. <sighs> they had good pyro for a small Alabama arena. Yeah, I guess. Cornflakes, go on. One. If I think you're being generous. <laughs> purely because I like Conan. Purely because it was a feeling of seeing some of the wrestlers who I hadn't seen for years and basically playing the fun game of, is that Abyss? Yeah. And, oh, look, it's Mickey James. There's see, some silliness to like it, that, yeah. yeah. But, like, in terms of, tell Re- me, what was the best match on this show? Um... On was the pre-show, a, was there even a good match? No, no. There's not a single good bit of professional wrestling no. on this show. Loki almost dying. That was a highlight for me. That was no a bit terrifying. Wait, no, see. that was yeah. awful. But Loki <laughs> stiffing it was funny. I think the best moment of this show might have been Scott Hall going, "Hey yo." Toby Keith was the best part of the show, <laughs> playing a music song. Yeah, oh, I don't know. It has its moments. I think it was a good uh, show to do for the pod, but fuck, man, it gives a shit. So um, this brings me on to. My one little bit of insider information on TNA. Hit me. So, this may come across like absolute bullshit. Cross my heart and hope to die. It's the absolute truth. I used to post on a forum, right? Called Matt Forums. M-A-T-F-O-R-U-M-S. Doesn't exist anymore. It was just professional wrestling. It was part of like a, it's like a mini Reddit, basically, before Reddit was a thing. Yeah. And um, we kind of had a little collection of friends here. And like forums became less and less used, obviously. But I would just occasionally go back and check it. And we had this dude that suddenly appeared. It was a small community, maybe 30 people at the most that used to just post on it. Like, really, really small. Yeah. We had this guy that one day came up and was like, oh, yeah, I work for TNA. I'm just like looking for a nice community of people to share information with and stories and stuff. Like, you know, it's nice to meet you and everything. And they're like, oh, excellent, cool. And said hello, being courteous, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Next thing I know, a week or two later, I'm getting the full list of TNA spoilers before the pay-per-view. I would sit and read what, exactly what was going to happen bit by bit, watch the show, and be like, oh, fuck, this is real. Like, he knew every element of what was going to happen on every fucking show, right? And then two or three people badmouthed him a couple of weeks later, going, you shouldn't be doing this, you're a stooge, blah, 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 blah. Never heard from him ever again. So for about a month, I knew everything that was going to happen on TNA before it happened. And that's why wrestling and people like that killed the suspense of storylines. It's the weirdest thing that ever happened to me in pro wrestling, I swear. It's that's like, this insane. is completely true. 
out of nowhere, just this random dude starts posting. Like, I swear he must have been like Jeff Jarrett learned how to use the internet, <laughs> like a janitor at Orlando or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? But just a guy that happens to be around sees the booking sheet, whatever it may be, that knew exactly what was going to happen. Borash really did need to vent, and yeah. he used it in the internet. It could have been. <laughs> you never know, man. Borash is known for like you know being tech savvy and stuff. I guess. So switching this round to obviously modern time. Yeah. What can AEW learn? <laughs> Watch this. Do everything different. Yeah. Apart from the pyro. Do you think that's the sort of size arena we're going to get? And do you think we're just going to start with well, AEW? Yeah. Do you think we're going to start with pay-per-views? Well, we know they're doing the MGM Grand to start with. But I can't imagine they're going to get TV until late, uh, let's say November, December. If, if they do like a regular weekly TV show, which is not how I would do it personally... I would do it like the UFC do it. I would do one, maybe two shows a month, big shows that people give a shit about, three hours every time, use the internet, use YouTube to build the feuds, the stories, blah, 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 beforehand, like they currently do with being the yeah. elite. Um, but if they do decide that they need like a permanent base or a touring show, I wouldn't do a touring show. No. I would find a place in Chicago maybe new york if they can find it on the right expenses and stuff that they can do every week that cuts their costs down that has a good solid crowd that turn up every week that give a shit the nxt crowd essentially like they've got down in florida because that crowd's hot for what they've got their yeah. regulars they'll go and they'll support the brand no regardless i've always thought florida crowds are a little not smart enough oh no i'm not saying go and do it in florida but you, you see the people who turn up to nxt they turn up every week it's like old ecw yeah they they will always cheer the good guys they'll always boo the baddies even if the baddies yeah. are cool but in chicago yeah but the problem is with chicago they'll cheer for who they want rather than and i know that's the whole thing for aw it's a case of you yeah, you boo and cheer for who maybe. you want I just think that. I mean, that would change it if he turned up. Uh, I think he'll eventually be convinced to do something for them. Yeah. I don't think he'll be wrestling. I think he'll do commentary. Just to do another two fingers up to Colt Cabana. Even just to turn up and do a, a spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, just silly shit, silly shit like that. But I doubt he ever wants to. We're talking about CM Punk for those that don't realize who we're talking about. I think three hours would be too long. Yeah. I think for the for roster, one monthly show for three hours for the roster that they've got for the time being, I think two hours would be the sweet spot. Because I think people watch good wrestling. Yeah. But even when we watch good wrestling shows, for example, Wrestle Kingdom was great, but by the end of it, and it was a shorter Wrestle Kingdom than the one for the prior year, I was like, four hours, fuck. Yeah. Um, and I find it even you know as good as wrestling is, you get wrestling burnout. The same thing as you do if you're watching anything. Do you yeah. find it? I mean, I know you watch a lot. If of they're film. doing a weekly TV show, I'd keep it to an hour or two. But I think if you're going to do just one event a month, I think you could do three hours quite comfortably. Have everyone watch it. As long as they're not doing four to six, you know? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I think two hours is a sweet spot for a wrestling show. Yeah. Three hours for a pay-per-view for specials. But yeah, um, I know already for the people involved in AEW, they will not do anything that TNA did. But if you basically want like a post board yeah. of how to run a wrestling company, do exactly the opposite. Of whatever TNA did for their longevity Have until recently. slutty men dancing in cages. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Buff Bagwell and Joey Ryan are available. <laughs> <laughs> right. To finish off this pod, have you got a game this week? I do. So I, I have. Think you mentioned something. I yeah. do have a game. So it's in keeping again with what's happening with modern times. We're yeah. about to get women's tag belts at Elimination Chamber for WWE. God, those belts are ugly. I have nothing I to add to that. Have you not seen them? Yeah, they're not great. They do come, um, I don't know, just bad, yeah. So, what I thought I'd do, TNA 
had women's tag titles. Did they? They did. I don't remember that. They had women's tag titles for uh, about four years. Okay. So I thought what I'd do is higher or lower. Okay. The individual wrestler who held a tag belt, because there were obviously multiple tag teams. Okay. So I will give you a name, <laughs> a, a number randomizer. Yeah. I'll give you the name of a wrestler. To start as your starting point, and I'll then select at random another wrestler. Just for the women's TNA tag belts. Women's TNA tag belts. How many days? Um or... I'll tell I'll tell you the days, but you need to tell me who's higher or lower. Now what am I saying is higher or lower? Oh, the number of days they've had a held a belt in any tag team. So not the in tag team. Any tag team. In TNA. <laughs> okay, so is it just women or not? Well, a man did hold the TNA Women's Tag Titles oh, at one point. Oh, fuck's sake. Okay, but it's the Women's Tag Team Championships. How yeah. many days do they've held the Women's Tag Team yeah, Championships? Yeah, higher or lower. Right, so, okay. That was a terrible introduction, by the way. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, lady number one. Maybe I'm just dumb, but yeah, go on. <laughs> Gail Kim at yep. 125 days. Okay. Velvet Sky, higher or lower than 125 days? I'm going to assume through my very small knowledge of TNA that Velvet Sky has held it longer because she was in a tag team. Correct. She held it for 141 days. Come on! As part of a, so when they had it on Freebird, we're all winning the beautiful people. That's what I thought, yeah. How many have I got to get right before I win? Uh, let's say you've got, we're going to give you 10 and you've got to get five, you've got it half right to win. Huzzah! But uh, the thing is, as soon as I get one wrong, we have to start again, don't we? No, no, no. Okay. you're just going to get 10 regardless. Cool, cool. All right. I'm going to get five. Okay. So, higher or lower than Velvet Sky, we have Taylor Wilde. Taylor Wilde. I'm going to say less because she was more singles. Uh, lower. She held it for 238 oh, days. So she is higher. Damn. So 238 days. Wow. Yeah. So that's two, one for one you've got. I don't remember these belts. <laughs> this is not helpful. Awful red belts. Oh, maybe I do remember them. Okay. So we've got Taylor Wilde on 238 days. Feel free to play along at home, by the way. Angelina Love. Angelina Love. It's going to be less because hers is going to be the same as Velvet Skies. Uh, she's, uh, Angelina Love has held them for 94 days. So it's actually less than the beautiful people. Because again, as she said, she concentrated more on singles. It's and lower than the other ones. So that's all I care about. Two points. Okay. So you have two out of three. Stop peeking my mic. Sorry. Okay. So Angelina Love was on 94 days. Awesome Kong. Oh, so I remember she had a tag team with Chilean and Melissa, who's Raisha Saeed under the hood. But would she have held it more than Angelina? I'm going to say higher. I'm afraid it is lower. Ah, 63 days. She had the bullshit. lowest reign of any woman. Wow. So obviously Fair. by giving that away, I'm pretty sure you should get this next one right. Thanks, <laughs> okay. So Awesome Kong with 63 days going up against Lacey Von Erich. Higher. Correct. Uh, Lacey Von Eric held it for 141 days, exactly the same amount as Velvet Sky. Cool, cool. Okay. Three points on the board. Congratulations. You've got five down, so you're doing well. You've got to get two right in the next five. Nice. More than 50%. Okay, so Lacey Von Eric, we are going to go for Tara, aka Victoria. Oh, um, I'm going to say lower than Lacey Von Eric. You are correct, sir. She held it for 106 days. Cool. Okay. Four points. So we are now going to go for one more to win. Eric Young. <laughs> <laughs> then who? Uh, the Eric Young over Tara. <laughs> I'm going to go higher. 
You are correct. <laughs> TNA is fucking stupid. Eric, y- Eric Young held yes. the belt for 478 days <laughs> until it was stripped by oh. when Brooke Hogan when she became the executive of the women's division because she said there shouldn't be a man holding a women's title and then the next week the title was deactivated and removed from ever. <laughs> fucking TNA, mate. He got proper kented. <laughs> Congratulations. Do you know who Eric Young's tag team partner is for that run? Uh, let me take a guess. TNA women's wrestler. Um, no idea. ODB. Oh, fair enough. That's the, um, that was an obvious one. I should have got that really. So you've done quite well. So um, from bottom stop. So we've got Awesome Kong. <laughs> just staring at the camera, <laughs> just like I don't care. <laughs> got, got Awesome Kong. Then Winter and Angelina Love, Tara and Brooke Tessmaka, Rosita, Gail Kim, Velvet Sky, Lacey Von Eric, Hamada, Sarita, Taylor Wild, Madison Rain, and then ODB and Eric Young. Female Hamada. Female Hamada, yeah. yeah, cool. Not like Grand Hamada. No, okay. <laughs> I was like, saying, Jesus Christ, when did he get the belt? He's, he's an Eric Young's tag team. We're insane. <laughs> That's a fun little silly game. Like, yeah. I'm gonna have to go back and find some TNA women's tag matches now. No, you're not. No, nah, I'm just to see the hilarity of the stupidness of it all. <laughs> yeah, Eric Young. Eric Young is women's tag champ. <laughs> All right, I think we'll wrap it up there, yeah? Yeah, very good. <laughs> Thank you very much for watching and listening live and um, listening to the podcast. Subscribe, all that sort of stuff, whatever platform you're going to watch is. Uh, we are going to be broadcasting weekly live on YouTube now. Yes, yes. Every Wednesday at about 5 p.m. we're aiming for is what we're thinking. Uh, it might change occasionally, but if you're around Wednesdays, 5 p.m., we'll be here streaming live. And as I said, nothing's going to change. It's always going to be on all the podcast apps and everything else as usual for your downloads, all that sort of bullshit. But yeah, you can come watch our pretty faces and see our facial expressions now, which is great. Everyone loves a facial expression. Don't say it. (laughs) (laughs) Where can people find you on the social? (laughs) Social. Uh, I'm Rich Be Thy Name on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at the Tax Williams on Twitter and Instagram. Yep, you can find all our crap on World of Wrestling. Definitely not crap. Quality audio. You can find all our quality audio and video now on worldofwrestlingpodcast.com. Um, subscribe on whatever you listen to us or watch us on. It will really, really help us out. And looks good for our numbers and all that sort of bullshit. We have something maybe quite exciting down the line, which is the reason for video. But I don't think we even want to go Let, there. No, let's not turn fate yet. Okay, cool. Right. Thank you for watching, everyone. Take it easy. Bye.